I'm Tyler, a dog named Grandpa Dennering. I'm Connery, Mommy's Dead Baby, Hanson. <laughs> and I am Victor. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't cut it off. Excuse <laughs> me. <laughs> and this is the Franchise Podcast, where friends get together to talk about movie franchises. And today, we're on the fourth installment of the Evil Dead franchise. Back Evil to, Dead. <laughs> back to the beginning with you. <laughs> Are we back at the beginning? Is it a... like? Sequel to the first one? Is it a remake? What is it? It's a weird mid 2010s remake. <laughs> <laughs> With everyone being too pretty, I would argue. It is a very pretty cast for sure. Yeah, everyone's beautiful in it. Mm-hmm. It's very of the Cabin in the Woods era. It definitely, yeah. definitely <laughs> is. Even the way it's shot, I'm like, I'm like, yep. When was Cabin in the Woods made? It was made around 20. Around then. Yeah, I think it's 2012. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. That, that this makes was made sense. in 2013, so mm-hmm. yeah. Because I remember, I remember seeing Thor, and then I remember Cabin in the Woods, Chris Hemsworth being in it, but it was That's like right. they shot yeah. it beforehand because he looks younger, yeah. and I think he has like brown hair in that, so Whoa. or just darker hair. Whoa, more like Liam, his brother, <laughs> and the third Hemsworth, whose <laughs> name that I don't remember, but I guess most people don't know. Nobody cares. That <laughs> there's a third. How is there's a third Wilson brother? Yeah, I know. He's also an anime, uh, a live action car. I mean, but it's not the right term. Ryan Reynolds has a brother, CG. apparently, that nobody knows really? about. Yeah, there's he appears on oh, his okay. mint commercials, and he's like, "See, my mom loves me more than you," and it's kind of like, That's "Why do you have to say that?" <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> It's like, you're a famous movie star. Just sell your phone, dude. My God. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know there's a third property brother who's emo? Oh, my God. I didn't know that. That's true. I'm not making it up. Is I he like emo that. because he's not on the in the property brother like thing? Probably. Or? Oh, he's on every episode. He just tours all the basement. Oh they God. just No, they just cut him out of everyone. <laughs> That's why he's sad I about love it. it. <laughs> just like seeing one frame of this like emo property <laughs> brother like appearing like in the corner of a door which he abruptly cuts away. He's always in the basement staring at the wall like Blair Witch. <laughs> It's so mean at him, just from from the top of the yeah. stairs. Just like, here you go, here you go. Close the door, close it. Tonight will be the night. And no, he's not married to Zoe Deschanel. That's the other property brother. I know, I know. it's the weird looking one. What? Are they, they look exactly the they, same? Yeah, do they? I think one looks weirder than the other. But which one? The one that's married to Zoe Deschanel. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I'll let the audience deduce which property brother that is. Please that's... look up pictures and then just kind of like type do a in the weirder looking property. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah, I swear to God, they look alike like each other. Like, I, there's they... differences. One of them has okay. like bigger eyes than the other one. <laughs> okay, let's pull up the clip, Margaret. <laughs> Margaret, pull up the pull up the slide. Uh, Connery's dog, uh, or your mom? Who's, who's my ch- dog? My child, not child. I guess your my teenhood, teenhood, collegehood dog, teenhood, collegehood, adulthood dog. Probably around nine, ten years old, Margaret the French Bulldog is here making beautiful sounds you'll probably be able to hear in this recording. Special honor. She's locked under in the in the uh, basement below yeah. us. She keeps trying to get out and going, <laughs> former, yeah. former CFO of In Motion Entertainment, chief shredding officer. Visiting intern. Visiting intern of, of the, the franchise. franchise. Really a step down for her. <laughs> not, there's not a lot of promotions going on around here. She's like the Robert, Robert De Niro's intern today. <laughs> <laughs> I like that we talked about that on the podcast recently. Yeah, right. But more importantly than Margaret, we have our guest today back in the, in the studio. Yeah. You could call this a studio. Yeah, it is. For the very first time. Yeah. Welcome back. Victor Guzman. Yeah. Hey. I'm Hi. grateful to actually be here in person this time. I'll sound like less of a robot, hopefully. 
don't know. I don't think you're a robot. It's just like Zoom quarantine yeah. stuff yeah. where we're always like, yeah. And then like me and Connery are talking at the same time for like wait, or like six seconds, <laughs> literally. And then, and then there's like a just, weird. And then I'm just like, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Like we're both saying something with the same amount of like confidence that what that we were speaking at that turn, and then the guest is just like, "Huh, huh, <laughs> huh?" And then no, nobody heard it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're we're back here with Victor Guzman after Godzilla. Godzilla was it twenty? Wait, Godzilla, Godzilla King of Monsters. Kong. There's King of the Monsters. Yes, and then I came. I did a Halloween. Kills. Kills. Yes. Kills. Of course. Yes. On, I'm like, Victor hasn't only been on once. You've been yes. here twice. Yeah. Thrice. Thrice. This will be yes. a third time. Forgive you me for- your third timer shirt. Yes. I, I didn't know we, we need, got shirts now. We need Turin to give everyone shirts. That it just, <laughs> it's just, it's just Let's just us. really put Turin to work. I mean, if you really do need to give anyone a shirt, like Jake probably like deserves it. Like, like how many yeah, times has he been on uh, you now? He's, he's like that's the true. 20 timer club by yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. We do yeah, He's like who it. gives a shit that you're on now. <laughs> You're old news. It's just so mean. We just hold the shirt above him every episode. Like maybe this time, we're just like the meanest. Okay, no, lucky. Maybe now we'll consider you a friend. Oh just my like, god, that's not what the thing is. I know. <laughs> yeah, you're only a friend if we give you a shirt. But you have to hit a certain mark of visits before you get yeah. that. And Jake is probably like the closest to hitting the That's mark. That's pretty close to how <laughs> I feel in, in real so life high. of like people of like, I have to interact with you a certain amount of times before <laughs> I consider you like a friend or just like somebody I know or an acquaintance or like. Yeah, I've had like thousands of, of interactions with Jacob Padilla. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe next time. <laughs> He's a groomsman at my wedding, but maybe next time. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I mean, you. unless you hit that twenty mark right there, it's just, mm. it's just is it, are you really? He's had to been on at least twenty times. Though, I, though, somewhere right? around, yeah. If yeah. we if we counted, I'm sure it's at least. 10. Yeah, somewhere around. Yeah. See, these are the stats I need to write down. I need to keep track of like. Uh, well, I, wait, I know so there you... are seven transformers, so he's been on at least seven times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we released that. Three I forget times. that we, we... there are seven transformers films. So <laughs> yeah. thank you for reminding we me. We did twenty one episodes of Transformers with Jacob. <laughs> okay, but which was longer, Transformers or Resident Evil for you? Uh, Resident, Resident Evil. Evil yeah. Okay, yeah. at least yeah. there was some yeah. joy yeah. in Transformers. We were being silly during that. Resident and Evil, there was no joy. Because I feel like even like because you guys covered like uh, Twilight, and I feel like even there for like as much as people rip into it, there's got to be a bit more of a rewatchability or enjoyability. Oh, absolutely. Versus... We had so much fun watching Twilight. Yeah, that I'm a, a hardcore Twi hard now. Yeah, oh, I guess that's sure. redundant. Yeah, and we're so excited to revisit the very first series you ever did. What's it called with us? Songbirds and Games. Snakes. Yeah. Be coming out soon. Oh my god, that's gonna be good. Nice. But yeah, I do need to write down all the episodes that people have been in <laughs> and be a professional host. There's always something I need to work on. I'm like, I gotta keep a keep a note of that. Yeah. So, so thank you for tolerating my lack of professionalism, Victor. <laughs> thank you for being here today. I'm, it's it's great to be here, man. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I don't know. This is great. Like... This is going great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just uh, we'll we'll get to what's new in a moment, yeah. but uh, we'll explain maybe some loopiness. I think all around, yeah. but also just uh, it's it's been a long, especially for you guys. I think like it's been pretty like busy. It's been like, a long the last, weekend, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, daylight savings mm-hmm. and yep. all that. Uh, but before we talk about Evil Dead 2013, we have to do a segment of what's new. <laughs> 
Yeah. Thank you, Connor. Another thing I need to do is add the audio to your new mixer. That's good. I have it on file. It's all good. In your brain? In the brain. Oh, yeah. yeah. My mind brain. My mind palace. Yes. Uh, would anybody like to go first? If not, I will go first. You can go first, though. Yeah, please go first. Yeah. Okay. I just flew back in to LA from Milwaukee last Ooh. night. Nice. Um, I got home like, I don't know, sometime after midnight. Wow. <laughs> and it was also the same day that, yeah, like daylight savings happened. So recording on a Tuesday, Monday? What day is it? Today's, Today's Tuesday. Tuesday right. Thank you. <laughs> no, I was truly lucky because we flew in on Friday mm-hmm. for uh, Lily's lovely cousin Gabby's wedding. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Just a lot of, you know, flight delays and stuff. I realize like uh, flights have gotten worse since the pandemic and everything. And it, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's just like a com- corporate wide thing. Ugh. They're like, well, we're we're the airline, so you have to. Everyone has fog time. brain now, including yeah. everyone responsible for organizing everything flight yeah. related. <laughs> but once we got to Milwaukee, it was amazing. I texted Marin Ganey, the creator of hey. our artwork. She, she's been on the podcast several times. Hey, Marin. Um, check out the Avatar Two episode. Yeah. Check out Christmas Prince. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I texted her right before we took off. I'm like, hey, Marin, like, did you, because I, I knew she's from Wisconsin, but I didn't know if she, like, spent a lot of time in Milwaukee or anything. It's like, hey, do you have any recommendations for what to do here? And then when I, uh, when we landed in our, like, uh, layover uh, airport, she, I opened my phone, I turned my phone back on to, like, 10 texts from her, like, giving, Ooh, like, detailed, nice. uh, like, options and everything like Hell that. Yeah. It was, like, really nice. That's awesome. Um, so I got some cheese curds when I was there. How were those? First time I've ever had them. They were really good. I had them for breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> and then I wasn't hungry until, like, 3 p.m. <laughs> because they just are deep fried, and I, yeah. I think you can get them not fried, maybe, but... They were really good. Um, I had a Milwaukee Old Fashioned, which was really Ooh. gross. Oh, God. <laughs> what is even in that? Uh, it's it's like an Old Fashioned, but they add soda to it. Usually Sprite or Squirt, I guess. Okay. I so, think I want that. So it's like a more consumable kind of Old Fashioned. Okay. Sure. I but, feel um, like that defeats the purpose of an Old Fashioned. I agree. <laughs> I, I, didn't, <laughs> I can't agree with Milwaukee on that. I mean, I feel like I put Canada Dry in all my Old Fashions. Like You do? Yeah, I do. Don't do that. I that's <laughs> what I've served you every single time. It's been that. You've I, been drinking Milwaukee old fashions for apparently the entirety of the time you've known me. If I've served it, you, I don't know if old fashioned though because it's not squirt. Yeah, uh, oh, this or would sprite. be uh, squirt or sprite. Yeah, yeah. If it's Canada Dry, what would that be? That would be a. It's mostly it's a substitute for the water. Cause we'll Canada see. It's a, a Glendale old fashioned. Yeah, supposed to put any water in it. Yeah, you put water in old fashioned. All the bars too. I've seen them huh? do it. They water them down. Yeah, but you're not supposed to. Are you watering down your alcohol <laughs> that you serve to your guests? Yes, I'm opposite Jesus. They don't want to be held liable if you have had like way too many. So. Yeah, you're like, okay, Tyler, if you're on the 200 episodes with me, I'll stop putting water in your drinks. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the ingredient book the first time I got it. Oh, really? Yeah. What was the ingredient book? I don't know. Is there someone like one of like the bartender books that I have? The Natrum de Monto? <laughs> How to make the most evil fashion. Necro drink a Monaco. <laughs> no, your drinks are good. Yeah. Anyways. They are quite good. <laughs> uh, I did go to this place called Bryant's Cocktail Lounge, which has like, been around since like the 1930s. Nice. And you just tell them what kind of drinks that you like, and they'll make something like that. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, I just like, I like, I wanted like a gin drink. It was like, I, I usually like very like herbal stuff, but not mm-hmm. too uh, sweet in any way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I always like describe it like I like to drink forests mm-hmm. or drink trees. Love um, IPA. <laughs> 
not even so much anymore. They gave me this like really, really bitter drink that was really good. Mm. But even it was even challenging for me where I'm like, oh yeah, like it was definitely it was definitely really you good. You were really choking so, down pine needles. Yeah, basically. Um so definitely recommend that place if you're ever in Milwaukee. Thank you to Mar and Ganey for all your recommendations. For the sure. Duly elected queen of Wisconsin. Thank you so much. <laughs> As dubbed here on the Isn't she the, yeah. Chris, the princess of Christmas too? <laughs> yeah, I think she's the... Is she the princess of Christmas? No, she's the sequel princess. That's what she is. Yeah. Or the sequel queen. It's one of those. She we can have plenty of handles. Just like, just keep throwing more of them Victor, on. Victor, we need to give you them. a handle soon because you've been on three times now. Yeah. I feel like I should probably be on a little bit more before I start getting like collecting sort of like handles and titles and yeah. stuff like that. Like, well, what, would your, what would your dream handle be? Ugh. Godzilla Defense Force member. Oh, <laughs> don't yo. Oh. I, I might actually consider that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say you'll be back soon yeah, when sure. another Godzilla movie comes out. Oh my God, please. That'd yeah, be great. Absolutely. Of course. <laughs> there are I don't. There are few others that would have uh, nearly as much interest and in, in knowledge of Godzilla. I feel like. Yeah. During those episodes, I sit here and stare at you both as you talk about <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> Like I'm, in, I'm interested in the the religion of Godzilla. Godzilla, <laughs> preach it, boys. But then we go like way too into it. No, I like mm-hmm. it. I always enjoy. it. I learn so much every time. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll skip any any new media I've been, uh, I've been okay. seeing. But yeah, what about you, Connor? What's new with you? I also went to a wedding this weekend, but it was the wedding for my sister Grayson Hansen and now my brother-in-law Jose Ibarra. Woo! Everyone's favorite guest. Everyone's and favorite guest, Grayson Hansen. And Space Jammer. <laughs> he needs a better nickname. I think he's VIP. Yeah, <laughs> or MVP. Okay. Jose. He was MVP. Jose Ibarra. <laughs> But yeah, it was a beautiful wedding. It was a jam-packed weekend where it was a rehearsal dinner. It was wedding and then brunch after the wedding. Like I was at that venue all day on Saturday and night. Whew. It was exhausting, but it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, honestly, just one of the most beautiful fun weddings I've ever, ever been to. I had to give a lot I had to give a I gave a speech at the rehearsal dinner and I cried and I thought it got out of my system, but then I gave my real speech at the what's it called um, reception and I cried even harder. So there was those two things. But were you like crying throughout it? Uh, there was just a certain point where I just like started crying during mostly just during the speech. I wasn't like yeah. weeping during oh. her ceremony at least. Yeah, <laughs> but it was good. You know, I was like, I was like, oh my god, you guys mm-hmm. are so good. Can you say the whole speech right now? No, because I went incredibly <laughs> off book because so many people touched on what I always wanted to say. So uh, I was like, oh, that's going to be tough. Yeah, I was the closers and I had five people. There were five people giving speeches. So mm. four people went before me. So I was kind of wow. like, so I was, I was like, I have, to, I have to go a little bit off book. And everyone was like, you can repeat the same thing. It's fine. It's fine. I'm like, being know, the last in that but... kind of circumstance is terrible yeah. because it's just like, what else? You, like, it, it's better you go first and just get like all of like the great. You set the pace. You don't have to worry about anyone else repeating anything. Yeah. It's, you know. <laughs> um, but there were five people that went before me, and I felt, or four people went before me, and I felt very uh, nervous. And uh, Karen was at the wedding with me, and, and that helped. She was like, she like stopped freaking out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But nice. yeah, apparently, I just had everyone come up to me saying, "You did such a good speech, Connor," but I couldn't help. But, like, it's because I cried. Because I cried real hard up there. Yeah, <laughs> crying okay. sells it, man. Yeah, crying's <laughs> awesome. But well, yeah, you know, it was it was just such such a such a great great weekend, and it was so much fun. I felt so exhausted by the end of everything, and uh, yeah, I don't know. It's exciting. Now we're kind of all—all all of us are in recoup mode. My mom decided to run off to on vacation with her bestie, and uh, I'm watching Margaret now. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm like, let's record a podcast as soon as possible. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Here we go. 
Victor, what's new with you? Yeah, Victor. Oh. Um, what wedding turn- did you go to? I Let's <laughs> see. When was the last wedding? I was, it's been a hot minute, actually, since I've been to a wedding. No. <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, busy with like just like work, school stuff. Uh, turned 31 uh, this past weekend. So that's pretty cool. Yep. What? Happy birthday. Where was the party? Uh, there was a couple, actually. Uh-huh. Uh, so basically, like... um. Because it was also like coming out of like a Halloween weekend and it yeah. was like, or Halloween like in Tuesday or whatever. So it was, it was just a lot of me just kind of like going out and kind of like doing like random stuff, like nice. more than I'm used to. Like uh, I went with a mutual friend of ours, like just like a couple of like different shows that were going on in LA and stuff like that on Sweet. Halloween. Uh, I went out with uh, my family on Day of the Dead actually Ooh, uh, nice. to like uh, one of our favorite like uh, spots in Silver Lake, Red Lion Tavern. Yeah. Oh, I saw you going that on your stories. Yeah. Yeah. That place too. That place was great. And then pretzel. I got the pretzel. (laughs) I got the sausages. I got the boot. I ordered a boot because my family said you're getting the boot, so I got the boot. Delicious. They kicked you out. (laughs) (laughs) They probably would have if I got a second boot. But yeah, (laughs) I got a second. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. Overall, it was. Pleasant weekend overall. Just Good. a lot of fun. Did you yeah. pull off the boot like effectively? I'm always nervous about that. Like I've never done it before. I I took the tip, the weird random tip that they put in beer fest of all things. <laughs> yeah, right. Where, I was like say, you have to you have to fest. like tilt the boot yeah. before it gets to that pocket, like at the tip, and then you turn it to its side. That way you avoid like the bubbles kind of like popping mm-hmm. up and then the beard just popping in your face. Oh God. Do you know about yes. this, Connery? No. Is it like actual physical boot they give you or is it like you a glass? Boot? It's a glass in a boot. Okay. But the problem is you have like the tip of the boot, right? Yeah, yeah. And that creates an air pocket when you start drinking it. Oh. So once it gets to a certain point, you actually need to twist the boot around <laughs> yeah. to make sure that the beer doesn't just like just This sounds like too much concentration face, yeah. for just drinking. It's it's it tradition. Makes sense. Yeah. It's tradition. <laughs> and then you have to eat the old boot, uh, but only if you lose a bet to Werner Herzog. <laughs> it was a glass boot. It wasn't an actual boot. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, yeah. yeah. I, I I would be pretty. I would think you're pretty metal though if you were like I just drank it of a big leather boot. <laughs> I mean, that's like, another like, story. Yeah, that's a different yeah. story for a different episode. Of this that's podcast. for a different yeah. birthday. <laughs> different. Yeah. That was a different kind of birthday we were talking about there. Yeah. So. <laughs> Man, they never made Weed Fest. They said they're gonna make. I weed know fest. that was such a tease. <laughs> What's Weed Fest? At the end of Beer Fest, they're like, "Stay tuned" or whatever, because like next door there's Weed Fest, and oh they're like, God. "We're gonna make." They a find weed... themselves in Amsterdam. They bump into Willie Nelson. Yeah, Willie Nelson's oh, there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we have to make it so we can cover it on the podcast. Of course, mm-hmm. let's go. Weedville, here we come. Hell yeah. <laughs> Well, I like this what's new of just like not talking about any like movies or games or anything. It's kind of a nice like change of pace. It is. We've all just been so busy lately. It's like, oh, hey, like we do have have lives outside of media. Mm -hmm. It's like I could probably think of stuff. Right. But it's like it's been like such a busy like time or whatever that like it's kind of hard to really think about anything at this point. So, yeah, we're starting to roll into the holidays, too. So I'm sure it'll just be like more and more busy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I did the whole like watch 31 horror movies for for October thing. Yeah. that I talked about in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just kind of like, I kind of like, for the first time in a really long time, I don't really feel like watching a movie <laughs> for a while. <laughs> like, I just cram too much in my brain. I'm like, <laughs> I need to go outside and touch grass and, <laughs> and eat a lot of uh, cheese nice, in Wisconsin. Did I did. I accomplished that. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know who... Uh... <laughs> Who else touches grass? You know who else touches grass? <laughs> um, oh, God. Was there any grass in that? I no, feel like there wasn't. No. It was just a lot of dirt. Yeah. A lot of dirt and later like blood roots. on that dirt. Yeah, Roots, but not really grass. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't really want to talk about that part yet. <laughs> Parts, I, I didn't know that that had to be there. Right, like, okay. we keep talking about that. Yeah. I was like, I don't get it. It's just... My review of this movie is it's just gross. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't like it at all. I'm Nasty. Sorry. I, I know. I heard you like this movie a lot, Victor. I'm sorry. I didn't I mean, like no, it. No, no, no. The thing is, it's like, well, with especially this franchise, it's like there are tiers of like sort of like how much is like a little bit too much or whatever. And yeah. I feel like, you know... um there's a litmus test in terms of like a balance of like where you kind of like lean at it. So yes. Army of Darkness, very campy, very goofy, but very fun. Mm -hmm. The very first Evil Dead and this one, clearly just like a just like just a lot of just gore being thrown right but into Evil your face. Evil Dead, like, the yeah. first one feels so much more like at least whimsical than yeah. like this. Well, like I think, there's no whimsy here. It's just well, like I, I think with the very first Evil Dead, it's like it tried to be like really take itself serious self self as a horror film, mm -hmm. but because of just like the way it was made and also just yeah. like yeah. that or whatever, like it lends to the campiness a little bit inherently within it. It's and like then, sewn into the film yeah. Yeah. in a way where it's and just like, it's it, like you can't get it out of there. And yeah. Just what that yeah. It's is. just ingrained in. Yeah. And then yeah. like you have something like this or I was just like It's it's very oh. <laughs> well done to the extent that like it it's very well done for yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't think the artistic gore that I talk about is in this, though. It's just uh, nasty. I feel like there's a, a there's little some. bit more nuance to it than I think, like, um, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of, like, other films or whatever. Because, like, I was taking, I, I took a look at this earlier. And because I was, like, very curious, especially, like, with the climax of the movie. It's mm -hmm. like, what is the bloodiest film that's been produced by, like, a major, like, like Hollywood studio or whatever? Yeah. And, so far, yeah, this probably might be it because I think like the Rain's amount blood, <laughs> yeah, fifty to like seventy thousand gallons of blood apparently was just for like a lot of that for that scene. So yeah, it's like Magnolia, probably... but with blood instead of frogs. frogs yeah, <laughs> that's like that's probably my favorite part of like the whole movie. Yeah, is that like final too. fight scene, which feels the most like yeah. Evil Dead taken like the most seriously. Evil Dead for sure. Because the yeah. rest of it, I'm just like gross. Ew. Yeah, I hate that. Wow. <laughs> Wait, Bad. Before we get into any more specifics, uh, Connor, you've never seen this movie. Never, I've yeah. never seen this movie. This is the only one I haven't seen before. Mm. And Victor, what's your history with? I this actually movie? saw this when it was in, when it came out in theaters. Mm -hmm. I was very excited for it when it yeah. came out because, like, prior to that, like the last Evil Dead movie was Army of Darkness. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. uh, around the year I was born, and this was a very far departure from that. <laughs> this was going kind of back to like what the first one was very much intended to be. Yeah. yeah. Done with a very very sort of like pop, like good budget so they mm -hmm. kind of were able to kind of like do a pretty good amount in terms of like just like set pieces and the gore and stuff like that mm -hmm. like they went all out for it yeah yeah when's like the first time you watch evil dead and which one did you watch first so my very first like this is one of my favorite horror film franchises like yeah. just out of all of them and the very first film i actually saw was army of darkness mm -hmm. i remember i was like 11 years old it was Super late at night, I was just channel surfing in, like, my family study, like, kind of, like, on the TV there. And I just kind of, like, happened upon this, like, uh, <laughs> scene yeah. of, like, uh, this guy, like, all covered in grime and in dirt and stuff like that, like, standing, like, with a bunch of these knights in, like, this sort of, like, medieval times looking <laughs> set up. This giant geyser of blood shoots out from the yeah. pit that he gets thrown into. Uh, and he's fighting, like, this, like, weird, scary hag lady. Yep. Uh, that's sitting at the bottom, like throwing all these like karate punches and doing these flips and stuff like that. <laughs> and then this old man from above says, strange one, and throws a chainsaw that falls perfectly into the stump of where his right hand yep. is supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. Like, this was amazing, like as an 11-year-old to see. And I yeah. didn't realize that like it was part of like a, a franchise until like later on when I was in middle school. 
And then I saw Evil Dead 1 and 2, which was like, whoa, that was different. Yeah, I was I was saying in the last, in the Army of Darkness episode, it's like the perfect film for like, specifically like a 13-year-old boy or something. Yeah. It's like, what is For this? sure. <laughs> like, it's, it's such an yeah. impressionable movie, I think, yeah. at that point. But literally, you have to see it at that point for it to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Because past that, you look at it, and if you, that's not... If can't be dumb humor is not your shtick, you're just not going to have fun with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like we we just experienced that for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where, uh, like, I think we all enjoyed it to a degree. Yeah, we all fun. Like the first two more for sure. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, we were mostly just talking about how like the bits go on for too long. <laughs> yeah, it's just like straight up silly. <laughs> yeah, but just all the stop motion and everything is still there, and that's yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. really cool. But mm-hmm. so you like kind of work backwards. I feel like that's kind of a good way to get in. Like Army of Darkness, yeah. I think is like the great way to like get into mm-hmm. this series. Yeah. I guess unless you're an adult well, then you I, could I think go the, whenever the, the benefit that one of the benefits that this franchise has is the fact that like continuity is kind of all over the place with it anyway right and a large mm-hmm. part that has to do with the fact that like the studio hands or whatever that were in charge of each film like shifted every single time mm-hmm. so continuity is like one of those things that kind of gets thrown out like very quickly you don't have to worry about too much because they almost recap everything else that happens right yeah and even like, in army of darkness i'm surprised yeah they recap it again and then like the last two movies like or whatever they kind of like stand on their own sort of like thing or whatever that like you can kind of like if you have no familiarity with the franchise or what it's about you can kind of just like go in blind and either love it or hate it depending on how much you uh can handle it yeah or love it or list it <laughs> or get a divorce it's <laughs> <laughs> waiting for connery to chime in <laughs> i did watch some hdtv on my on my trip but oh, I'll, I'll report back because i found a new show that i want to watch more of but i, I t- couldn't find the name of it so i have to google it okay <laughs> it's just new HGTV late night show. hgtv fine yeah something about like they're selling they're flipping cabins in the woods and okay they go to the Evil Dead cabin? Yeah. For like the Halloween episode? Mm. No, every episode. Oh, every episode they're back <laughs> in the cabin. The Property Brothers are stuck in the uh, basement so- again. <laughs> they keep reading the book. Why do they keep reading the book? I like the idea of just like they keep sending HGTV hosts to <laughs> fix the cabin and they all keep getting corrupted. Getting corrupted or killed or something. Yeah, they're killed. <laughs> they're all, yeah, it's like kind of Clue, but then like you have to find out who's killing them all. It's I just saw Clue I... for the first time a few weeks oh, ago. Oh, really? Yeah. How was that? like it? I liked it a lot. It was really fun. Yeah, I love it. Was that another Karen recommend? It was, yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. She's got good taste, that one. Yeah. It's a very good movie. Mm-hmm. I need to see that again. Um, I think David Bromstad would be the uh, the, the victor. He would he would come out on the other <laughs> end of, of Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, Just sense. to get granular about HGTV. <laughs> uh, back to Evil Dead. Yeah. So we've covered your, your history about all these movies. I mean, how many times have you seen this one, the 2013 one? I actually don't think I've seen this one nearly as much as some of the other films. Yeah. And I feel like... Especially when you kind of like look at like films that you consider like favor or very important to you, whatever, there's a rewatchability factor that mm-hmm. I think like you're able to do that. And with this film in particular, it's hard to have a very good rewatchability factor because you rewatch it and then you remember, oh God, it's it's intense. Yeah. Like I remember sitting in the theater and realizing this was very intense and I feel bad for bringing my best friend from high school and my little brother yeah. with me to watch this. Oh my God. Because they were probably expecting like a fun time or whatever. I'm having a blast. Yeah. I mean, it's not for someone like if you're not into horror already, it's yeah. like a lot. I'm just going to cut my tongue out half of a piece of glass. It's fun for the whole family. <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> she wanted to join kiss. <laughs> she had so to do it. Cool. Just like Gene Simmons. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> it, it, it is a lot. It is a lot. 
Mm-hmm. Especially this one. This is I definitely the the darkest and just like most relentless I think out of all of them for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and like stylistically and everything, like you're saying, Connery, it's it is very like uh, like it's not as stylized I feel like as as the Evil Dead, mm-hmm. like the original. But I mean, it obviously is just in a very more like straightforward, like straight horror yeah. way, where it, like there's a lot of like fun weird creations in the original, mm-hmm. and this feels more like okay, what if we made this like I mean we kind of already said this yeah, like that's why made everybody terrifying. Yeah, that's <laughs> why Robert Taper and Sam Raimi wanted to to remake this movie mm-hmm. anyways because it's like oh yeah like let's give that the approach of like a legitimate um like new movie with like a proper budget and everything mm-hmm. yeah. not that the evil dead is not legitimate in any way like i think it's one of the coolest movies i've ever seen but like mm-hmm. i get from his perspective that's his first movie he's ever made yeah it's so going it's back like, with money yeah <laughs> yeah and i'm trying to think of like other filmmakers that have done that where they like remake their first movie um I mean, he kind of he already did that with Evil Dead too, though. Yeah. So it's like extra. He weird. keeps doing it. <laughs> yeah, he keeps remaking. It's like they did Army of Darkness because they wanted to get out of the cabin finally, and now yeah. they're like back there again. Yeah. But it's just like <laughs> more dark and, and gruesome. And um, but yeah, you didn't like anything about this, Connor. I thought I think Mia's design is uh, actually scary. Like mm-hmm. I think she, when she's a deadite, she's mm-hmm. like very frightening, and that goes for her as an actress. How like scary and visceral yeah. she yeah. is. Like, I think unlike most of the Deadites that feel, like, scabby, she feels, like, perpetually <laughs> wet to me. Or yeah. Or like, she's just always, like, clammy and, like, gross. And boily. She gets yeah. all her skin all melted. The yeah. amount of practical effects that yes. were used in this was insane. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why, like, I feel like where I can give credit to the movie is, like, there are, like, movies that will, like, kind of like age over time or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But because of how much practicals were used mm-hmm. for it, yeah. it still holds up like in a way that like it looks like something that was probably pretty crisply cleanly done like within oh, yeah quite a recent amount of time that's why it's sort of, like surprised whenever like people talk about it or whatever it's like that was literally at least 10 years before like t- a whole decade before evil dead rise yeah and it, like it still kind of holds up in terms of like just like the way that it looks and the way that it's shot it's very yeah. buttoned up and professional like mm-hmm. you can tell like how systematic isn't the right word but it's just like it just knows everything that it's doing and mm-hmm. it executes yeah. them all like well but in my opinion it just it just doesn't in the grossest way possible yeah where i'm like i i would not probably watch this there were a couple <laughs> times where i was like i would like to turn this off but, yeah you know doing it <laughs> were you wearing converse while watching the movie <laughs> <laughs> you're watching it while you're in the bathroom <laughs> crying no doesn't someone pee on their own shoes in this? oh yeah yeah that's yeah what happens. yeah she pisses herself it's just nasty yeah uh, yeah I like I liked when she cut off half her her bottom half of the face. It's my favorite. Uh, you like it when anyone gets Jokerified. Yeah, it's my favorite scary thing that people do, and it's not just like oh, like smiling where it's yeah. like it's just full like skull under there. Oh which I yeah, think is and just it's really creepy. Yeah, and it was done so well that like it's just yeah. it's very hard to look at for like especially like the first time I saw it like seeing it in the theater where yeah. it's like Jesus. And the fact that her boyfriend just slips on her flesh on the ground <laughs> is so gross. <laughs> He's just like, uh, why? I, why, why would you, would you do, do that? that? And like, then he's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, like why, some of the performances are a little. Uh, yeah, he does yeah. a bad totally. job. He's a bad dead eye, and he's not very good, mm-hmm. you know, in that role either. <laughs> but I don't know. I think the nurse isn't that good either. But she's good at being scary in that scene. Yeah, there's um, there's certain like, parts, like especially in like the third. What is that? <laughs> it's like that. I like when they both her and Mia do this motion where they're 
body is still, but their arm just goes like wham, wham, oh, wham, yeah, wham. Yeah, yeah, that's good. He also takes so many hits from a crowbar <laughs> and nail gun, and he keeps coming back. But um, talking about the practical effects and everything, um, there's a part in the like in the, the final like confrontation mm-hmm. and everything where the house is on fire in the background mm-hmm. and you just see it like one of the final shots after it, like while she's chained or right after she's chainsawing herself. <laughs> well, Cause that's so played. Yeah. That's also played by her. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's chainsawing her own deadite self in the head. We'll talk about the extreme gore and stuff in a minute, <laughs> yeah. but I, I did like that. That's just, one part I like too. Where I was yeah. Like, that's good. Yeah. Chop yourself in half. That's awesome. But the house is on fire and it feels like so perfectly on fire. That's like, you can like kind of almost see, at least I could almost like, not that I literally did, but just see like where the fire lines are to yeah. put like the gas out to make it on fire. Where it's like yeah. a very Waterworld stunt show, mm-hmm. which the Waterworld stunt show rules. <laughs> it's just like trying, thinking of that compared to like a digital fire or something like that, especially from ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, although there's a lot of modern movies that have uh, like crappy CG, anyways, because of constant reshoots and yeah. like giving mm-hmm. the effects people no time. Um, I was like, wait, why am I being nitpicky about this? This like it looks really good, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I? Because compl- you just don't get to see that a lot. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's like backdraft or something. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, it's called. It's a it's a really great moment. Like it's it's like when I talked about how violent the movie is and how disturbing it was. Like that's like the ending is the kind of like hyper violence where that like turns off for me. Like I have like thresholds of violence where it's like yeah. it's like in this like sweet zone where I'm like this is unsettling, make it stop. And if it exceeds that to the point where she's like vivisecting like this demon, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, that, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> or like tearing her arm off underneath like no, the truck. It, it's it, like, it's a lot yeah. of the other stuff that comes before it as well too. Like just like, um, it's really it's, visceral. Yeah. And just like, Oh, that, yeah, just just a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um, who is is it? Uh, the main guy's like his her brother's girlfriend, right? Is that yes. who that is who has yeah. to cut off her own arm yeah. with the uh, turkey? What's what's that thing called? Yeah, the, like the, the turkey cutter or whatever. It is. <laughs> yeah, like electric, electric turkey cutter. It's yeah. horrifying. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking, I, we have one at home that we've used for like. I'm pretty sure like 15 years <laughs> and I've used that thing to like carve turkeys in the past few years and I'm like we need a new one of these because this, be <laughs> this thing can barely cut turkeys as is and when she was cutting her arm up I was like that take hours for me you don't <laughs> even have the like... right like outlet for it anymore <laughs> because the outlets are too like it requires an older form of electricity literally an older form of electricity <laughs> <laughs> let me get out the electric bike again to like pedal this <laughs> thing for a electronic yeah. turkey chopper <laughs> That's what it's called, a turkey chopper. Yeah, that's what all the advertising is. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, I mean, like, Victor, you just, like, like this movie, like, a lot, basically. Yeah, what are your or, vibes like, that yeah. like, make you like this? I mean, I enjoy it for what it is mm-hmm. because I know exactly what it was supposed to be, like, from the very from the very get-go. Like, this yeah. is supposed yeah. to be a very sort of, like, extreme, graphic, visceral sort of thing. And mm-hmm. it's kind of sort of at the tier of, like, my threshold, kind of like what Connor yeah. was saying earlier. It's like, this is about as much as I can stomach because... Yeah. There are films out there where it's sort of like a lot of it is a combination of just like the effectiveness of how graphic it is and also just like, you know, just the psychology about like stuff that's going on like around it. Like I completely skipped watching Terrifier and went straight to Terrifier 2 because a friend told me that Terrifier 2 is a lot more palatable because of the center around the character and the story and stuff like that. And yeah. I think that was probably the best call because I don't think I would be able to stomach anything past Terrifier 2. Mm. Like, that is a lot. And there's not nearly as much blood, like actual blood in that movie as there is in this one. 
but just the way that they go about it, the process, and yeah, just it's not the blood that bothers me. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the how the long it stays upon it, yeah, and like how long they linger there is what's yeah. really disturbing to me. Like when she stabs when like the what's called the nurse is stabbing her mm-hmm. boyfriend guy with like the shot, and she just keeps like hitting his glasses and it's not puncturing yeah. it. And then, like, she eventually just, like, stabs him in the cheek, and he, like, pulls, he like, pulls the syringe the out. Yeah, and I was just like, I yeah. hate needles in general, so I was just like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. I have a dermatologist appointment to get to <laughs> looked at on Thursday, and I'm terrified as is already. That's just going to be what you're thinking about, like, when you go in <sighs> yeah. there. Is just no, like... literally, like, they're looking at something on the top of my head, a little, like, little, like, <laughs> calcium deposit. And they're, like, they're, like, they're going to they're gonna lop it off. I know it. They're going to, like, inject it, and then they go... Pff, pff, and like saw it out of my head and it's gonna be so nasty my only bright side is i will not be able to see it <laughs> but you might be able to hear it and it's gonna sound eerily like you i know, when I had, she's cutting yeah. like her no face. i know i know i had i had a mole cut off of my back and like i could like oh kind God. of feel what was happening it wasn't pain but i felt something being like moved oh so that was one of the nasty experiences of my mm-hmm. life yeah I've yet to, i have a lot of moles but it's like the one thing i'm like christian scientist about <laughs> or whatever <laughs> i'm like god I wanna... wants me to have these <laughs> yeah. please don't make me take them off like i have some big moles at a certain point like on the back of my neck at different parts but i'm like i don't know like they don't really bother me like people have asked me in the past like hey yeah. would you want to get them removed i'm like wow sounds like it's bothering you i guess i'm disgusting no but no kidding. but some of them can be cancerous no i know thing, or they yeah. can get bigger or worse right well like, obviously like if it's like thing. something like that mm-hmm. or whatever then yeah that's different but i mean like if it's like one of those things like it's not hurting anybody i don't need to worry about that please let me keep it <laughs> yeah exactly but you just don't want to go through the scariness and i, and I will tell yeah. anyone now who's mm-hmm. listening it sounds scary but it doesn't hurt at all it's just like you kind of feel it and that's weird and tickly but that's it yeah um you're saying getting uh cut in half by a chainsaw right <laughs> yeah i probably tickled a little bit when it happened to her. <laughs> man i did uh i know that's supposed to be really disgusting and i mean it is but like uh just the fact that it is like all practical and it's just you see like i don't I'm assuming there's some digital effects as well in yeah. this movie for sure because it's just they there always is. Yeah. But just they looked so mm-hmm. real and tactile, like somebody yeah. made that. And, and the fact that she's like blinking <laughs> when she's just cut in half like that. Yeah, I, I like that. I was like, yeah. she's blinking. That's great. Just like, <laughs> I mean, another part too that I, I really anything in the third act is like the most effective stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Where um, mm-hmm. he has to, uh, oh, what is his name? Mia's brother, not uh, Ash. Lee is it Liam? It is Lee. Lee David. David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I had to think about it too. I had to think about it too. Lee David. <laughs> Le David. He's burying her for her to like not be a dead eye anymore, mm. which I guess is like a thing now. Or I don't something. like that lore. <laughs> it's it's interesting. It was yeah. it was interesting. The thing with Evil Dead though, like throughout, is the lore is so like uh not super set in stone that you yeah. can get away with doing a whole bunch of different a lot stuff. Of stuff. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think if they kept talking about him this time? They're like, oh, he is coming, or like he's on the way, or something. I do sort of like the fact that there was a bit more of a central antagonist, yeah. like a yeah. like a physical embodiment of some of the other stuff that was going on, like yeah. stuff like that. Like that was cool, mm-hmm. um, because I think like you have like characters like that in evil dead 2 and then army of darkness but it's also like they're not they don't feel like kind of like that big boss or like thing whatever yeah yeah and then this was kind of cool because well also the soundtrack when the thing finally shows up the abomination like that was pretty fucking metal like that's cool (laughs) like she's out of a metal cover in the end of that but i think the one thing that i it generally resonated with me personally because i was like i thought the dead age just like this like collective of like madness and murder like Mm -hmm. they had no 
leader because they are literally impossible to lead. <laughs> like they all have like their agenda is just chaos and murder. Yeah. Yeah. Have either so you've been watching the Ash versus Evil Dead show, Connery? Right? Oh, I, I watched it a lot like a while ago. Oh, okay. Probably like a little bit after college. But... Have you watched that show, Victor? I have. I actually it's really fun, right? yeah. Yeah. Because I was just doing some like I don't know background research today after watching the movie and I guess there's things called like the Dark Ones mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. in in the T V yeah. show. And they're kind of like from ancient Earth. They like yeah. kind of ruled the Earth by running the deadites and like <laughs> commanding them and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, like <clears throat> I think that's like an acceptable amount of background. Like, like for some reason, like with Evil Dead, I don't want like a whole. Well, because it doesn't thing need it. That's out. the thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Like you don't with Evil Dead. Like you don't want like very extensive character backstories mm-hmm. for a lot of the characters because yeah. half of them are going to die very quickly anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want too much lore because then that takes away from the fun factor of just how fucking chaotic and anarchic almost everything yeah. is it's like a lot of a lot of those horror movies are I'm like don't ruin it for me I, the less i know about the monster mm-hmm. truly the better for me because i yeah. don't really want to understand them because they maybe can't be understood it's it's like explaining the joke you tell a joke right. whoever yeah. and then if you have to explain it then it loses whatever humor it had in the beginning like, yeah. you don't want to have to do i love that. doing that <laughs> <laughs> tyler loves ex- it's true yeah it's true that's all, true. all you yeah. franchise lore heads you know tyler loves explaining yeah yeah <laughs> who's doing her who's doing the franchise wiki we need <laughs> we need somebody to do that god, god we'll imagine? give you a t-shirt <laughs> could you imagine like everything we jacob said like... we'll give you a t-shirt if you do the wiki all wikipedia all 183 episodes <laughs> instead, jacob. instead of me texting jacob at all i'm just saying on the podcast like miss you jacob i don't even know if he's gonna listen to this episode <laughs> he listens to all of them i feel like honestly <laughs> he's a very good egg just to see if he's if he gets a name drop at he all he always gets a name drop he's always gonna get everyone else drop. listening is just like oh my god <laughs> talk about all right <laughs> We get it. You're obsessed with him. We get it. You're friends. <laughs> friend. That's what the podcast is about. Friendship. Disgusting. Ugh. That's kind of what this movie's about, right? <laughs> yeah, friendship. <laughs> it's, disgusting. It's, it's about friendship. It's about family and coming together. It's about keeping your sister there no matter what she says or wants to do. <laughs> yeah, it's about giving her the same amount of medical care that she would in a hospital, which is a line in this movie. Yep. <laughs> um, I think, like, the actual, yeah, like, the, the structure of, like, the story doesn't really, um, like, anytime a lot of the characters, like, I, so, sorry, let me just back up. So, like, the first act, I think, is, like, the weakest for me because that's when all the other characters are there and, like, she's kind of, she is the Deadite, which I think is an interesting like turn, mm-hmm. and then she yeah. kind of becomes. I mean, she is basically the main character. The whole like she's supposed to be, but it's really about all of her friends in the first act, mm-hmm. and they have a lot more personality than. Did in, you guys like other, the hills have eyes? People being good guys. <laughs> uh yeah. Oh yeah, the very the very big old yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I guess she's like muttering Welsh or something, <laughs> um, according to IMDb. So That's fun. But yeah, I liked I liked even the beginning turn too. Which mm-hmm. wait, so who was that girl? She's just nobody, I think. Okay. She's just, yeah, the, just some random, random family person. that was kind of like out there in the woods for some reason. And, and then the hills yeah. have eyes. People hillbillies help them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> title <laughs> card. That was a very awesome title card. Yeah, by the way. title card. Yeah, it was good. And I was kind of listening. I was like, man, this sucks. Like she better be a dead eye. And then she was a dead eye. I was like, good. <laughs> and it does like the great like dead eye thing where it's like half the time it's like they they're the ultimate gaslighter like mm-hmm. horror creatures or whatever because they're just like oh no i'm your loved one and then yeah. it's like you're not them and then they're like shut up i'm gonna kill you <laughs> <laughs> let me eat your earlobe <laughs> i need your soul father <laughs> <laughs> um 
Yeah. So like the first, uh, man, I don't remember my point. <laughs> <laughs> you were you were just saying the first act is mostly about her friends, not about. Yes. Me. Oh yeah. well, the whole yeah. thing. Like I don't think like the framing device. Like I think thematically it works great. Mm-hmm. I just think in terms of when you try to make this realistic in any way like i think some of the performances aren't really totally there or maybe Mm -hmm. some of the dialogue or something where it just doesn't sound like uh totally believable what's going on and it's also just like all of her friends are getting together to like forcibly make her (laughs) go cold turkey yeah and it's like okay it's one thing if there is maybe a line where she's like no i'm not going to rehab maybe i missed it or something but Mm -hmm. it's like no it just seems like she like personally elected to come up here to go cold turkey Mm -hmm. and it's like obviously she agreed to this at first yeah yeah and but it's just the stupidest idea in the world especially since there's a nurse present like yeah it's like just go to a hospital or something like i know it's not that simple but Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i feel like that's like well especially in regards to sort of like some of the dialogue and sort of like the way that it's written, like uh, Fede Alvarez like uh, wrote the screenplay for it, but yeah. um, but it wasn't his first language. Mm-hmm. So it ended up like um, he, they had to like kind of like write it as best as it could to kind of like uh, incorporate a little bit more. Interesting. So there's a little bit of that. And I think it's also just like, you know, you'd need kind of like a first sort of like setup or whatever. And I think it was a decent enough setup as well too. There, there are people that like, they like to look at this movie and consider it sort of like, there's a lot of like a uh, visual sort of like um symbols and representations of like someone kind of like going through the process of like yeah. trying to go cold turkey and trying yeah, to like, yeah. refrain from it. So like just even all the, the hypodermic needles throughout all too. the mm-hmm. the constant regurgitation of just like literally every single bodily fluid and stuff like that or yeah. whatever. It's like so y- there's some case for yeah. that, I guess. I again for but, something like this, you don't need like too strong of a setup or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. there's a reason for these people being here in the woods. That's fine. We're gonna get to the rest of the stuff pretty soon, anyway. So. Yeah, it was it was. I think somebody on this it might have been a Mason saying like, "Oh, it's confused like somebody going through withdrawals, like what you said." And I was like, "I, I kind of see in the beginning," and I was like, "No, it's no, it's, it's literally just monsters." <laughs> Wait, in this one? Yeah, yeah. Well, like to be clear, like I like the overall premise of of that, like the thematic premise. Yeah, so of I, I liked just, the idea. <laughs> yeah, right, and like I like the formalistic like concept of like she's the deadite even though she's the main character so all of her friends are like getting killed by the main character Mm -hmm. like that's really interesting if you like are thinking about that like uh story-wise and everything yeah Yeah. but i just think the the first third kind of like drags quite a bit where i'm just like i just want to like everyone says this is like the scariest one of the scariest movies or the advertising did at least i'm like i'm not really like experiencing that yet Mm -hmm. until like the third act um but then it really does deliver like a lot so yeah it just takes a while to get there for for me personally because i guess so many evil dead like all this is the only <laughs> evil dead movie so like up to this point that took up to that point that's like over 90 minutes long like they're yeah. always really short you know? yeah yeah but you know i i i liked uh i don't know what else in the second act um nail face is pretty upsetting uh <laughs> yeah from uh from hellraiser, from hellraiser. Nail, nail face <laughs> nail face <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's she's scary. I I don't I didn't enjoy that. I mean, I just the effects of everything like it's so it's, graphic and so visceral. Like it's very well done, and yeah. it's like I you can take a look at like um there's some clips of like behind the scenes stuff or whatever. So like you actually look at kind of like some of the stuff that they did for it, mm-hmm. and the makeup is amazing because oh, yeah. it looks exactly like it does in the movie. Like it's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, just picture perfect. Ready yeah. To go. yeah, it's ridiculous yeah, yeah. how well it, how, how well they did with that. Yeah. Um. 
But for that reason, it's also just that much more stomach churning and hard to look at for yeah. a lot of the time. And the deep amount of upsetted, upsetted, <laughs> sad I got was when she cut off her arm and it didn't animate and it didn't like chase somebody around. Yeah. And, like, try to choke somebody out. I was like, yeah, different. I was just so yeah. sad when that didn't happen. Different, I was, like, different kind of different uh, evil vibe. Dead, which, yep. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I was like, that's okay. Like, I suppose right. that just would be silly, and it's not scary. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the eldritch horror of that happening to you in real life would be so upsetting. It's not just yeah. her hand; it's her whole arm. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of it just like flopping around and like trying to get up, yeah. like, being really top heavy. Yeah, that's like the pluses and minuses of not having a, a super consistent lore. It's yeah. like you can do different things with the deadite energy and mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. but. Some people will be disappointed because it's not what they were expecting. Yeah, I did. Well, what my idea was, it's like, oh, instead of like her arm slowly falling off, is that like she oh. sawed it, like, like, and it's like still hanging there. Yeah. But I like was gonna. I, I thought that what was oh, gonna happen is that like that it's like still connected to her and she can't get it off. Like she didn't finish it, oh. so like her friends have to like pull off her arm oh. to like save her. But oh, I'm like, I thought you were gonna say it's like her arm would be like alive, but, like swinging in like obscene angles, like yeah. being able to, like grab people and just hanging on by like tendons and being really nasty. No, yeah, like since there's so many friends in this and stuff too, like I thought that would be a thing where it's That's like, good. oh, they have to work to like pull that off. And it's like the most oh. disgusting thing. But then again, like this movie was barely even like R-rated. Like they had to cut like six minutes of the movie out. <laughs> here and there to make it not NC-17. So yeah. that's just my imagination going, you know? I'm sure yeah. the filmmakers had, like, I mean, you, a, you, a lot of ideas like that that they couldn't do. You get flesh-tearing moment in the very end with uh, Mia's hand being caught under the car and mm-hmm. she like, strips, like, rips it out. Yeah. 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 For some reason, that felt, like, less... Um, not effective it felt more like prosthetic i guess yeah and just more like she's just like a badass no not that not that she's just a, like i'm not saying no i don't want to use that kind of language where it's like oh she's just uh has all these powers all of a sudden no. i don't mean that it's just uh i guess when there's more other people that like haven't been deadites you and had like a this is cake moment huh like you, you see the muscles stretching and like yeah. breaking. You're like, this and you're like, oh, looks that's fake not real me. anymore. Not, yeah, not mm-hmm. real. Yeah. yeah, the cake is a lie. Yeah, <laughs> I meant more of like the is this real or is this cake? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I mean it's still really good. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Like the third act for me just turns into like a huge blood fest, which is, which it is, and mm-hmm. I like that a lot. It's just <laughs> the beginning feels way more realistic, I guess, in some ways. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I'm just, uh, I need more thoughts from you, Victor. Yeah, Victor, what else? (laughs) Come on. Well, I mean, again, overall, like, um, it's, it's the thing that I I appreciate about this movie is, uh, for one of the bigger criticisms, one of the things that people are like most concerned about was, okay, Ash isn't in it. Like, uh, it was was, fine by me. Yeah. I thought that pretty boy was going to be Ash and I was really (laughs) upset. No, but I think that was like one of the things that kind of gives a little bit more. And I think, uh, especially for this franchise, however, like Bruce Campbell can't be in every single film because he is a mortal man who is kind of like (laughs) getting along in his years. And also he just brings such a certain flavor to movies. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where it's like for the franchise to kind of like grow and expand in whatever way it can, you kind of like, it's nice to sort of have like a revolving door of like mm-hmm. random characters and isolated stuff related to, you know, the Necronomicon and the Deadites for it to work. Yeah. And I think in that regard, this film did a very good job of that because it was able to give diehard fans of the very first film, especially like something that they can like really bite their teeth into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of like gave a little bit more hope with the fact that like, the IP had a little bit more juice in it, like worth kind of like taking for the squeeze. Mm-hmm. 
And that was important because, like, later on, you know, that's when you get, like, the new Ash Evil Dead series, mm -hmm. which was amazing. And I hate the fact that, like, it got canceled because I would have, like, enjoyed... I would continue to enjoy seeing all of it. <laughs> yeah, it Countless was a fun, really fun show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that vibe is so different from from, from this. this movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, like from it's this. just exactly what you're saying. It's, like, it's the same thing with all the rules. Like, you can make the, these movies so goofy or you can mm -hmm. make them so deadly serious. It's mm -hmm. It's really, like, there's not... It's I not mean, strictly tethered down or defined by too terribly much within it. Like, there's right, obvious yeah. stuff or obvious, like, things that kind of get brought into it. Like, the chainsaw is a thing is always going to be there. It's like the relic. Yeah. There's always going to be some horrible fucked up thing happening like, with, like, your sibling or, like, loved one ever mm -hmm. that gets possessed. Because that's just the nature of, like, the evil. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's just going to be, like, if you don't have at least several, like, scenes where there's, like, just, like, a gratuitous amount of gore all over the place... You're not doing it right. Like, <laughs> like yeah. to the degree of how you want it. Like, if it's something sort of like where it's sort of like this, or if it's sort of like, you know, Evil Dead 2, where like it's almost cartoonish just how much of it is in there. Yeah. Like, y you can kind of like go about it, however. And yeah. I think the one good thing about this franchise is it's a good opportunity. Like, if they decide to continue with it, of course, like for any kind of like a new filmmaker to come in, they're going to want to do something with it, wherever they got tools to play around with, and they're going to be able to kind of like do something else like that might make it a little bit better. It's like a fun anthology series. Yeah, let's mm -hmm. let's do that. Let's keep making more stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which by the way, Evil Dead Rise did really well. It made the most out of like mm -hmm. any Evil Dead movie. Wow. Um, and uh, I think it was an interview with uh, maybe it was Ted Raimi. I forget who exactly. Someone related to <laughs> Raimi. Sam. Maybe it was Bruce Campbell. Mm -hmm. But it's like, oh, like this is the first time where Sam is is finally sitting down with with his brother Ivan to like map out like kind of like a. Like a like a, franchise? a show Bible kind of thing of cool. like to to they want to make movies more now like every two to three years oh, Evil cool. Dead movies nice. as opposed to every decade nice. <laughs> because uh yeah Evil Dead Rise did really well and uh, I mean you, have you seen that movie I thing? did and I yeah. actually really enjoyed it mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, um, I keep yeah. hearing good things about it I'm excited yeah mm -hmm. it's it's kind of along the same line as this one mm -hmm. uh in the regards of like it's a very much sort of like terror filled or whatever but yeah. I feel like there's a little bit more center in regards to sort of like story um yeah. the location is a lot different i kind of wish they did a little bit more with it right but yeah me too for what the franchise is and what you expect from it or whatever like it delivers it does a pretty mm -hmm. good job with it so good. i it's, had a fun time with it it's right. really economical for yeah like for it's like a lot of entertainment out of <laughs> what they yeah. made you know mm -hmm. um yeah hopefully that doesn't come off weird or bad no 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 <laughs> like, I, I, I understand it but i feel like a lot of people just wanted it to be infecting other things in the apartment complex right or mm -hmm. really just running rampant it's for the fact that like it is in an apartment complex you kind of would hope that like it would do a little bit more with it mm -hmm. and i think just for like kind of like what it is like they say it in the movie or whatever like it's like oh yeah like we're gonna be close so it kind of explains like why mm -hmm. there's a little less personnel in it yeah but at the same time i feel like if you're gonna be putting this in sort of like an alley sort of like sky rays like I would be going off the rails with this. Like, there's yeah. so much opportunity for, like, random, like, crazy shit sequences. And mm -hmm. that's really what you want and expect from this movie. It's just, like, what crazy, weird, fucked up sequence can I make in this one scene? And how can I follow that up next? Like, Deadites in, yeah. like, the modern city. It's, it's like, not even done yet. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, like, close to that. But, I mean, we'll talk about this more next episode. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. These two movies, like, since I've seen Rise, it's, like, I feel like a lot of the effects and everything, like the big, like they have honestly like really good finales. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but they don't have as much stuff in like throughout the film for yeah. my personal taste, at least compared to the first three where they're just like a box that you open of just like, here's this crazy thing going on. <laughs> here's this wacky, like this is one's really wacky. This is scary. Here's like this giant, like a ghoul that goes through the door and it's like, <laughs> kind both, of, you know, Yeah, both this one and rise. I think like, uh, they, they try to do a lot to sort of like set stuff up at the beginning, which could yeah. be a little bit to its detriment because like it probably hangs on it a little bit longer than it should. Mm-hmm. It builds up a lot of tension like mm-hmm. throughout i will say i think i enjoyed the characters that were presented in rise a lot more than i did in this one but i also mm-hmm. feel like that's because they were a little bit more kind of like fleshed out and thought out a little bit more okay. than in this one so I, yeah i really enjoyed in uh what's it called this new evil dead um where she's in the like kind of through in the walls of the house like what ash does in two mm-hmm. i like that a lot and i liked when like her, oh then the, 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 the machete was, like, going, machete through, going the, through the walls yeah. that was good that was really good and the fact that like she like would nick her and i was like i was like oh gosh yeah i was definitely thinking about like uh they should do a <laughs> friday the 13th x like I was thinking like Texas Chainsaw Massacre because they did Freddy versus Jason. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, I feel like that's just not a thing that they do anymore. That was a very early 2000s thing. (laughs) That was a very nice little like sweet spot of like just like a weird random time for movies or whatever. And they got it just right there. (laughs) But I'm like, no, I want to see Jason (laughs) fight Leatherface. That was their Avengers. Yeah, I mean, it kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was their dark universe. <laughs> their Xanadu. <laughs> Honest to God, I feel like Freddy versus Jason is simultaneously both my favorite nightmare film and my favorite Friday the 13th film. Wow. Really? I, yeah, because I feel like it captures so much of the weirdness yeah. of both franchises very, very well. Ooh. And it complements really each does, other in yeah. a way that it, like, yeah. Like, obviously, there are, like, other films within Nightmare specifically that are, like, you know, one was fantastic Three Dream Warriors was amazing. Yeah, that's three. probably like <laughs> overall probably like arguably the best one out of all of them. Yeah. But in terms of like just like flavor and just like a personal like kind of like preference and enjoyment, yeah, Freddy versus Jason. Just because like it's just like it's the right amount of like weird and creepy, but like also stylized in a way that is just great. Nice. Yeah, it's like a good mix. Like there's a surprising amount of like pretty good action. Yeah. <laughs> for it being yeah. like two slasher monsters. It's it's the perfect like sort of like thing cuz as a kid you always like had that discussion like with your friends like who would right. win in a fight like Freddy or Jason Voorhees mm-hmm. and you finally get it and it's amazing. Yeah. But yeah, you'll be on our Freddy versus Jason episode in 2032 when oh we finally God. get Hell to yeah. like <laughs> doing all the Friday movies, all oh, the Oh man, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh, that'd be great. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Evil. It's surprising how few Evil Dead movies there are, considering like how how long ago the first one was made. Mm-hmm. But at least there's not like a lot of crappy ones, you know. Yeah, it's know. one that is very consistent with what it's about and what it does. And I think you know, okay. So ranking like my like my favorite sort of like in yeah. terms of, like what they are like in terms of preference. Like, mm-hmm. I'm. Army of Darkness is probably at the top only like because of like the bias of the fact that like it's yeah, like nostalgia right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Followed by Evil Dead Two. Nice. Followed by this one actually. Ooh. Followed by Evil Dead Rise and the very first one at the bottom actually. Oh really? Wow. But I say that with the fact that like the first one is still so iconic and so well done or whatever that like me saying it's like my least favorite out of them does not change the fact that it's a pretty great movie for yeah. what it is. Yeah. I mean both one and two like literally changed the entire genre for. Like horror cinema, absolutely. Well, you're also talking earlier about just like um, rewatchability as yeah. well, and that's like and and we've talked about like throughout this the series so far is that like each movie is different enough in tone from the mm-hmm. other ones that like you can have 
any of them could be your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It's just preference. Yeah. Because they're all like pretty good quality. I mean, especially like the first three. And I feel like this is this is a good movie, too. I just have like a lot. Like I didn't dislike this movie. I just. It's st- a lot. It's I a st- lot. <laughs> I still have a lot to think about and process. And like like there's it was even gorier in like the extended cut. Um, and I, I, I feel like I definitely want to go back and, and <laughs> revisit that at some point just to see what the differences are like. So. Like when the brother um, throws the whole cabin on fire, when right. um, Eric is like turned into a deadite. Yeah. You know, we just see the outside of the cabin, but they shot a lot inside where you see Eric is just like on fire, like I think walking towards the brother and like mm-hmm. he's like slowly melting or whatever. Have you seen the extended? I've seen the extended. Yeah. Okay. So that happens in the extended cut? Yeah. And then you see the. Uh, sorry, the brother yeah you've no the it. brother also like um because uh, the whole setup is like again it needs to claim five souls in order yeah. for the abomination of god or whatever mm-hmm. like you see at the very last minute before like you know the whole house sort of like explodes and ignites like the brother also gets possessed as well too uh, yeah it's I, I like the way that his eyes look in it with the fire and stuff like that too oh, it's that's really scary cool. Yeah, like that sounds really cool, and I wish those. Like, I would have liked the movie more if they kept those moments in, but they mm-hmm. had to cut it for for ratings. You yeah. Know? So it's just that's gotta be so like <laughs> tough and frustrating as like a filmmaker. Yeah. Because you like there is so much. I like that's so important. <laughs> there's so much film censorship still. Like you talk about like a uh, Hayes Code and stuff in the what like the 30s and everything. Yeah. I mean, like. I understand to a point, you know, because it's also a business, but and it's, it's just it's it's frustrating te- as a fan. You know? It's tedious, is <laughs> yeah. what it is. Like, uh, like um, the very first scream, like um, they had to edit so much the beginning just because of how much of like actual gore, like you kind mm. of see in just like the first ten minutes of the film. Mm-hmm. And honestly, those are probably like the goriest parts of the film is the first ten minutes, like with Drew Barrymore and like uh the other guy, whatever, like her boyfriend that gets like gutted like in the patio. Yeah. So I think for that one, they literally had to trim off like I think almost like a couple of seconds to avoid an NC-17 rating because of how graphic like it looked like with seeing Drew just kind of like hanging from the tree there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was um, I think it was just like I was going through a Reddit page for this and it linked me to I think it was like film hyphen censorship dot net <laughs> or something. And it like does all these frame comparisons. And it's like, yeah, there's several shots like with um, with that one, the blonde girl like cutting off her own arm with the. uh. <sighs> the turkey mm. saw whatever you're gonna call it <laughs> turkey chopper and it's, like, yeah. and it's like oh yeah they cut like 0.98 seconds here it's just like man who's like going out there and like timing all this stuff but yeah they yeah. have that's how you get the the different rating too mm-hmm. wow. it's literally frac- like a couple of frames or like fractions of a second the same thing with robocop the, right. the whole sequence where like uh he gets like shot up or whatever like uh, and stuff like that they literally had to trim a good like just a few seconds of it before they could kind of like get like that R rating, whatever that they were hoping to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This whole hand. Well, you've seen RoboCop, right, Connery? Um, no. Oh my god, I've only seen the new one. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I really want to cover this. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> the, you the need game to just see came it. Out. Like the very first one, like is amazing. Yeah. It still holds up very well. Oh, good. Okay. Not sure I can say the same about the sequels, but yeah, <laughs> I, saw the, I saw the new one with Michael Keaton. <laughs> I want to revisit that because I, I only it. saw it once. Um, I think you'll like the original one more. Probably, but, I yeah. guarantee that. But it's one of those things that's like it gets you maybe more interested in, in the originals anyways. Nice. But... Then I'll play the video game. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. There's there's a game now, too. Yeah. yeah. You robo-cop in the game. You, you robo-cop in real life. life. <laughs> <laughs> now, come here. I believe I have to make you 24% human. <laughs>
Is that what they say? He's like something percent something human like and that, mostly yeah. machine. I've been like uh, skirting around like the scene that I like. I keep keeps popping up in these movies that I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's it's literally the one biggest issue with it that like I can't really stomach either. Right, and it just it keeps coming up. I I don't know why. Yeah. It's weird because we talked in like Evil Dead one, like the Evil Dead episode and Evil Dead Two episode that like uh, later on Sam Raimi was quoted as saying like, oh yeah, like. Well, we talked with Mason on, on Evil Dead 2 about how he had to go to, like, the British ratings board or whatever because yeah. it was, like, a video nasty to, like, mm-hmm. explain why he shot that, basically. Like, why that's necessary for the movie and everything. It's like, oh, I really had to defend that as a point in the movie. As I'm like, this is for, like, defending that to people who don't typically watch horror movies and everything. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, like, I thought maybe that would never happen again. It's just like, oh, no, it's, like, just as graphic if... N- maybe i mean it's it's just also very graphic like the first one mm-hmm. yeah whereas evil dead 2 it's more imp- implied a little implied bit. Yeah. yeah it's not as yeah but this is just straight up like yeah it's sexual yeah assault. you see yeah. it happening like, it's horrible yeah. like it mm-hmm. can't crawl in her mouth like it can't do that's anything what i was else. thinking too yeah. yeah it's like you're gonna cut this other stuff but that's okay like yeah. It's, yeah it's a very weird sort of thing to get hung up on and for some reason like i can't i can't remember if like something like that also ends up happening in evil dead rise or like it's kind right. of like in a similar sort of extent, but I feel like it's not nearly as like. No, I don't remember. I only saw it once in theaters. I don't remember it being nearly because I would have remembered it if it yeah. was like that intense. But there might be something related. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. But... Why do they keep doing this? It's nasty. I feel like it's like it has to be something from I think like one of the other producers, someone else, or whatever. If that it's like, someone yeah. being an idiot and being like, it's a cult favorite. I guarantee you, person, mm-hmm. it's not. Yeah, I feel like most people in, like that are fans of the franchise, whatever, be like, we could probably do without that specific yeah. scene. Like, because I feel, yeah, it's literally the one thing where it's sort of like, I feel like universally, most people couldn't care for it. Yeah, and it's one of those other things where like it makes it hard to recommend. Yeah, the franchise to a mm-hmm. lot of like uh, other people, whatever, that aren't familiar with it mm-hmm. because it's like. On top of all the other stuff that you have to stomach, you also have to stomach that, which is its yeah. own kind of just fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, and it's specifically, like, gendered sexual violence. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, hey, like, <laughs> just recommending this to a woman, like, yeah. who hasn't seen it before. I yeah. It's like, yeah, it's <laughs> like, unless you're, like, already a horror fan, like, or maybe they've seen it before. Yeah. But it's just like, mm-hmm. here we are, three men talking about this. But Yeah, I was going to three men, let's all talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, I, right, right. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I'm raising my voice. <laughs> no, well, it's just I'm I, like I don't know if that's like an image in this movie that's like okay, but like for my personal taste, I'm like I it, would much rather would have that that yeah. not be in it. You it's, know? Yeah. it's literally the one thing about it that like it's just it's the hardest to wince and kind of sit through compared to everything else. And it's like I know that like there are female fans of the Evil Dead I franchise bet, yeah. or stuff like that that, yeah, out there that enjoy it. right because mm-hmm. for the most part it is an amazing franchise. It's just that particular part. That keeps coming back up when it absolutely does not need to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like my personal opinion or like taste or whatever, like about anything like that being in a horror movie. It's like okay, if it has anything to do with it thematically, but there's not. I don't. As far as yeah, I'm, it's gratuitous. Like they talk mm-hmm. about um, their parents a little bit very briefly in this mm-hmm. movie, and I'm just like, oh, like, like if you, horror, just like any genre, but like it's like it's very. Especially horror, I feel like, is effective at, at expressing like so many different themes, mm-hmm. and you can explore themes of like sexual trauma with horror. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's what the point of this movie is. It's more about like her overcoming like heroin addiction and mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So it's like just feels like it doesn't really have to 
do with the rest yeah. of the movie. So no, just... it doesn't. It's just like a really weird moment that I'm like, like oh. yeah, no, literally every anything else in the film you could probably like make some sort of an argument or case for it, but that's just like like every like every other time it's like in all the other movies, it just sticks out so much whatever that like yeah. why? Yeah. And I'm just conflicted cuz I'm only slightly con- conflicted because I like the idea of spooky trees. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love spooky tree. I but like that, that it looks like, like just yeah. like goop and hair and yeah. sticks. Mm-hmm. Like and Evil Dead Two, there's even the trees in the background. Like, <laughs> yeah, like waving around. I'm like, yeah. I like a spooky tree, but mm-hmm. not like yeah, that yeah, that's, not like that. Yeah, yeah. but um, and nothing like that en- ends up happening in like the TV series either. No, right. So it's like it's one of those things where like it's a very weird thing they got hung up with in the movies, and meanwhile the TV series is like no, it understands perfectly well that like that's not what it is that brings. The people into it. The yeah. what brings people into it is the killer soundtrack. Yeah. Crazy Bruce Campbell, <laughs> yeah, Bruce Campbell, fucking dicing people up and stuff like that. Yeah, so like yeah, yeah. It's just like the more horror side of it. I get. I don't. I, yeah. I don't like it. It's, uh, it's not. It's just gross. Have yeah, it's you, like pure gross out. Have it, either of you seen? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Victor. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Have either of you seen? Don't breathe. Yes, it's, that sounds so familiar. Oh yes, yes, I have. Yes. And, yeah. Oh, that one's so fucking gross. Yeah, and that's yes. it's the yeah. same director, Fede Alvarez, who oh. um. Who like he comes from a VFX background, so like mm-hmm. I really appreciate that uh, he did so much practical effects in this yeah. mm-hmm. because it looks really cool. I mean, he probably would have done a really good job if it was all VFX, but that some of that stuff just doesn't age as well, mm-hmm. especially on like a low budget. But it's just extra. Like I was looking through his filmography, and it's like okay, this was his first feature, and then he did Don't Breathe, um, which he like co-wrote. And like the ending of that for anyone who hasn't seen uh, "Don't Breathe," like I'm not gonna like spoil the ending, but, yeah, it, but it just it's has upsetting. a lot. It's upsetting. It's more sexual <laughs> yeah. violence stuff yeah. um, against women. And mm-hmm. then he w- did uh, the girl. What's the uh, the spider's web? The girl who something the spider's web. It's like it's that. not based on any of the books. It's right. like its own weird thing or whatever. I didn't oh. see it either because like it just it looks. So weird. is there just a reoccurring theme with this guy? I guess. Well, no. what, yeah, because like Lisbeth Salander is like a, a victim of sexual yeah. assault yeah. also, and I'm not sure if the movie he did was like a prequel or anything. But it's just like it's just interesting. Like maybe there's some like a pr- producer's perspe- perspective. It's like oh, this guy is good at doing these kind of like horror mm-hmm. movies that have elements of that. But like that just makes me kind of personally maybe this was probably as, less. Like, yeah. yeah, and when you do it so much, it's like oh, what's going on, man? Yeah. Which like I like his filmmaking. Besides that thing mm-hmm. that he keeps like, it's a very weird subject thing matter. That, like he, he keeps, keeps getting like kind of like brought up or put into. Yeah, and I it's it's a little it's a little much. Even for someone like this, it's a little much. Because <laughs> yeah, like otherwise, I, I do like uh, his filmmaking. Like I said, yeah. and he's going to do the new Alien movie that's yeah, coming out next year. Is. Okay, Alien Romulus, which I would love to cover later next year. Like Where's the Remus? Alien movies. Uh. Romulus, alien Romulus. I'm just assuming that's like a planet or something mm-hmm. that they're on. Yeah, I Ridley just said, Scott's I, coming back to produce it. So I just said Remus because Romulus and Remus. Oh, no, no, <laughs> who's Scylla and who's Charybdis? <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who's Niles and who's Fraser? <laughs> I want a Fraser horror movie like the. Oh, that'd be pretty fun. The rights to Fraser need to lapse, like the Winnie the Pooh horror movie. <laughs> that can be our found footage horror movie, Tyler. It's a Fraser <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> we live in Fraser's base, uh, attic and film him. We're the monsters. Yeah. That's really horrifying. <laughs> that that's a good angle. That could be something. Like, <laughs> really... Cut this out! Cut this out! Cut this out! No, this, this is our found footage horror movie. 
horror movie, Tyler. It's literally like voyeuristic horror. It's like Parasite, but Frasier. It's like Parasite, but Frasier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except really voyeuristic and creepy. I could see uh, Kelsey, I could see Kelsey Grammer doing that though. Yeah, I could see it. It, it actually kind of works. And he's he isn't the, he isn't the creepy person though. He just goes about an ep- sitcom episode yeah. of Frasier, but then like you just see these like <sighs> he starts hearing, moments of somebody filming like between like ceiling panels. He starts hearing sound like through his ceiling, just people being like Sherry Niles, <laughs> Sherry Niles, Sherry Niles. And just saying all of his like lines. His, oh my god, that'd be so upsetting. <laughs> and then Frazier realizes he's in a sitcom. Yeah, but then also uh, we don't know that we're in a sitcom. He's like, "You're staring at Eddie. I'm staring at you too, Frazier." <laughs> I'm listening. I'm, listening. <laughs> I'm always I'm listening. Always listening. <laughs> you have that moment where it's just like Frazier staring at Eddie and like the doom to doom to doom. Like you pause it and you see somebody creeping out from like somebody just like peering out from like the other side of like that kitchen nook just like staring with like this like bloodshot empty eye we leave martin alone though yeah we leave martin alone he's fine it's just fraser gets yeah. this experience of existential horror directed by david lynch and it's yeah. called maris it's called maris yeah Niles' wife that's who the monster turns oh because you be. never see you her you never see her <laughs> <laughs> she is the Blair Witch. That's very like. Oh God, okay. Anyways, Evil Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was a good turn. That was actually a very good good segue away from yeah. <laughs> what we were from whatever about. we were talking about. We, were yeah, talking we, about we, we had to yeah. claw our way out of that yeah. pit. It was worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, Much like the abomination clawed their way out of the pit. I the love end. that that yes. thing returns to ooze and the earth just like eats mm-hmm. it back up in the end. Yeah. Ugh. That so entire good. sequence was just like for all of the the stuff that like you kind of have to sit through and kind of like get to whatever. It's like, money. Yeah, it's a very good payoff, and it's just like it's great. Yeah, like that whole last third act, like final fight. I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. Like I am fully on board for this part of the movie. Like raining blood, chainsaw, like flipping cars. Like yeah, I the house is on fire in the background. Yeah, like, it's just it's just like it's heavy metal and awesome. And that final finale thing mm-hmm. is like Mandy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's um. There's different parts, like little like micro themes you could explore, but I feel like some of it is just because Sam Raimi was a producer on this movie and he likes to like just throw out dialogue. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't I I don't know how that works like in terms of guild wise if he can do that <laughs> if he's producing a movie. But like there's like c- certain parts where it's like yeah like when she as a deadite is like in the in the basement and like threatening like sexual things against her brother. <laughs> yeah. So there's like some small themes of incest and stuff. I'm like oh like. That's really, really like, uh, like grody. Like yeah. it makes you like, yeah. That's mm-hmm. like a good horror, effective horror moment. Mm-hmm. I thought, but then it's like, it, ugh, <laughs> right? But then it doesn't have to do with like the overall theme. But then you need to. St- I'm saying you, but I, I'm just articulating my own brain in real time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I need to stop worrying about that because at the end of the day, it's an Evil Dead movie, I'm and it's like beyond it. that theme. It's just like it has to be like a fun Evil Dead, like yeah. creepy thing, and like mm-hmm. that's how you pepper it all in. Right? Yeah. I just want to say Margaret keeps farting so much. And it's <laughs> so bad. I just like want to put that out there to just break the silence it's between been, all of us yeah, thinking maybe been a lot of- one of us is farting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like clue, but it's poo. It's poo. It like smells like sulfur in here right now. <laughs> Join us. Join us. I think literally as we started talking about some of the other stuff, like about the abomination coming from hell or whatever, yeah. that was when the first smell yeah. kind of like really in my nose. Yeah, it's <laughs> like she does the worst farts in the world. <laughs> Old lady. It's silent, but farts. very fucking deadly. Yeah, it's just, you're just like, oh, God. <laughs> well, I'm glad we addressed that. I just wanted to free you all from like all going home and, and from guilt or being like, 
be like, oh man, I hope nobody not thought that smell was in the room. But <laughs> so I w- yeah, I was using that as cover. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all the cheese. All the cheese is finally coming back. Oh my god, the cheese <laughs> curd strikes. The curse. <laughs> Uh, three day, <laughs> three day, <laughs> three day layover. <laughs> well, speaking of farts, <laughs> the composer's name is Roque Banos. Okay, okay. <laughs> is it really? Yeah, I don't know how to say his first name. R O K U E. So maybe it's Roque. Mm-hmm. He's all Spanish. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the music was good in this movie. The music yeah. was really good. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, he did the score for Sexy Beast, the Jonathan Glazer movie before <laughs> this, which I, I still want to see. Still haven't seen it, but um, uh, what was the other thing he did? Oh, The Machinist. Have other of you seen The Machinist? Oh, I've seen The Machinist. Yeah, it's Bale. been a hot minute, but yeah. 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 That's the movie Christian Bale did right before Batman Begins where he lost like an oh, incredible so much weight. An incredible amount of weight. Yeah. Body scary. goals. No, no. <laughs> I'm like, I hope not. No. Skeletor in that Yeah, movie. he looks really unhealthy. Yeah. And then that's when everyone kept calling him Fat Man on Batman Begins because it was 2004. I know, he does. Thank God. Like, yeah. like, I literally, I'm like, that's my ideal body. I'm like, get me to that. So he had to gain back bulk weight after The Machinist. That's one of those yeah. like movies that I, I also rented in from the video store in high school i'm like mm. oh this movie is like dark and like weird <laughs> yeah and, it like, is weird but i haven't seen it in like a long time so i definitely want to yeah see it again. but um yeah i don't know i thought the music in this movie was was good mm-hmm. um the music in like the original trilogy is uh wow which is i've nothing i've i've never called anything that besides star wars i guess mm-hmm. but um yeah it's the same composer for the first three movies and like it's so weird because i like the music a lot in the sam raimi ones but it's like really difficult to like find a score at least online, maybe through like YouTube, mm-hmm. but like to buy it. Mm-hmm. Or like I'm just surprised that like there's not like you can just find a vinyl of it, like or re-release and everything. But yeah, again, I think a lot of it had to do again just because of the way that like the nature of like the movies were like it just kept changing hands back and forth depending on who was producing it and like who had it or whatever. Like it's it's hard. Um, but I think also the same yeah the same composer for the first three movies like. He also composed the music for the TV series as well. Yeah, so, you know. yeah, Joseph DeLuca, I think yeah. his name was. Yeah, um, and I think also Xena. I think he did the music for Xena. I, oh. I, I can Xena imagine. Xena the Warrior him. Princess, you were his head again. Yeah, um, which by the way, this movie was shot in New Zealand, and Evil Dead Rise was shot in New Zealand. Hmm. I feel like a lot of more recent Sam Raimi stuff, probably since like the nineties. Though, well, you know, not Spider Man, but yeah, his that was in New York City. I think. <laughs> The in- okay, another interesting little tidbit there is so yeah. I was trying to look up like again earlier on, like I mentioned how like this is supposed to be like the bl- one of the bloodiest films, like probably made yeah. by like a major thing or whatever. The next film that usually gets brought up in like the same vein is also from New Zealand. Oh, Peter Jackson's Brain Dead, yeah, oh, or Dead Alive, yeah. depending yeah. on how you want to call it or whatever. But yeah, not nearly as much or whatever, but also, yeah, just as kind of like insane and kind of like over the top with just how much gore is in it. Yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen Brain Dead, uh, it's a zombie movie, and the main character at some point gets like the bottom of a lawnmower and like he pulls on it, so he's like <laughs> using it as a shield that just like blends up all the zombies, Ugh. and they're just like super. On top of that, they're super super goopy whenever they like so it's, goopy. It's not even like as much blood as just like goopy stuff that's like going everywhere. It's like just Dead Rising yeah. tactics. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I I kind of wish they made a Dead Rising movie at some point because <laughs> yeah. those games are fun. Mm-hmm. 
but, but yeah, uh, same guy that did probably one of the nastiest movies you ever watch. Uh, also was the man responsible for directing one of the most beloved cinematic trilogies of all time. So horror has its merits, people, is yeah, what I'm does. trying to say. Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Peter, uh, Sam Raimi, Lord of the Rings, Rings. Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I meant The Hobbit, Peter Jackson. <laughs> of course, name it, name is seminal work. I know this is not about Peter Jackson at all, but since we're here, um, have either of you seen the extended editions of The, the Hobbit movies? There are extended editions of the Hobbit. Yes, movie? there are. There's. I remember Tyler made fun of Why? me in college because I got the extended edition of one and two, and then he said Tyler was like, "Roommate couldn't wait to go to couldn't wait to run out and go get huh? <laughs> Battle of the Three Armies." I thought it was the extended edition, but it wasn't the extended edition that came out. Oh, so you didn't get the extended so I didn't one? get the extended edition of that. Of so the I third had, one, yeah. So I had the extended of the first two, but not of oh. Battle of the Five Armies. Yeah. This is roasting you about. Yeah, you're roasting me about things. like about like not not knowing that it was the extended edition. <laughs> and I felt so dumb. I was like, oh, it's not the extended edition. Oh my god, I'm stupid. <laughs> you never emotionally recovered from that. It's <laughs> no, still, still a, a deep wound to this day. Um, well, the extended... Speaking, <laughs> speaking of that, the extended edition of the third one, Battle of the Five Armies, feels like the most like early Peter Jackson. Oh. Where it's like, there's just like a giant troll who only has like blades for arms and legs and he's like <laughs> and there's other people who are just slowly losing limbs and stuff like that it's like really graphic yeah and um yeah i just wanted to have that in the little gore corner while we're here when are we going to cover the hobbit movies um i'm always down to do it it just depends on like what new movies are coming out where it really it's just does. like oh hey i'd love to do alien next year mm-hmm. uh, there's also nine alien movies so it yeah. just takes up a lot but uh mission possible is not coming out next year true this is all my planner brain and like the calendar <laughs> that like nobody needs to hear but i'm like okay so this one's in this one's out where can i fit this in mm-hmm. but also let's cover like Yu-Gi-Oh and jimmy neutron <laughs> we got to get so some like random <laughs> You guys, wait, hang on. You guys, did you guys cover uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yet? No, no. we were going to. Oh I think God. we even said on the well, podcast we we're going to. But... but we were exhausted after Transformers <laughs> yeah. and Resident Evil. We're like, we can't do another really I'm, long yeah, one. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's, yeah. that's rough. Like the first two would have been fun, you yeah. know, for sure. But then it's like, oh, Michael Bay, here he is again, you know, like yeah, in the no, middle. Like, Gotta just... watch two more of these. And yeah. I'm sure the, the new one looks really cute. So that'd yeah. probably be a breath of fresh air. I but... really like the new one. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm sure they're making a sequel too. So. Nice. Someone spoiled a twist that comes up at the very end of like the new one. Oh, oh, I'm man, not sure too. if I want to invest in that now, just given that information. So, but I did enjoy Bumblebee, but also that was also because of the lack of <laughs> Michael Bay. So I probably made a, a lot that had a lot to do with it. You don't like the last night the most? Oh you don't like all the Transformium that Stanley Kubrick lines? Okay, I remember. I think the you last. Like, the no, just, no! Sorry. Okay, I think let's see. The last two like uh Transformers movies I I remember seeing in theaters. Uh let's see. Dark of the Moon. Uh and that one I fell asleep through the entire third act just because of how relentlessly kind of like monotonous it yeah. was in tone it was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I somehow fell asleep in an IMAX theater through that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Absolutely. The, it's yeah, easy I, to I do agree. that in Dark of the Moon. It's just a military movie. <laughs> and then I think uh the first one with um what was it? Wait, uh, Dark of the Moon's the third one. Oh no, Age of Extinction. No, what, what's the second one called? Revenge of the Fallen. Revenge of the Fallen. Because the guy is the fallen. Right. I guess. Oh, that fallen sucks. <laughs> God. Dark of the Moon is uh wait, 
Yeah, Dark of the Moon, because it's yeah. not Dark Side of the Moon, yeah. because it couldn't get the rights to call it that. That's the more Megatron sits on the Lincoln Memorial. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> thank you it's for just that. Chicago skyline being destroyed in the most over-the-top yeah. CGI fashion possible. Yeah. And then, and then Age of Extinction, they talk about the Battle of Chicago a lot. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was uh, Marky Mark, like I think yeah. the first one that he was in, and mm-hmm. that was just all kinds of weird, because they keep and they talking talk about, about like... The Romeo, Romeo and Juliet, Juliet law. law. Over and over say. again. It's like, my God, this is so uncomfortable. TJ Miller's there and he calls a bomb threat on tra- <laughs> while he's writing Optimus oh Prime. <laughs> and he gets like, disintegrated. <laughs> oh, my God. See, it's fun to talk about when yeah, you're not there. Exactly. You know? But then you have to sit through it. Right. Like, you guys had to sit through and just endure all of that again. It's just, no. We had to. We did it for you, yeah. you our did lovely it. listeners. Yeah, because we love you. We, we love you more than... We're going to send you a shirt right now. Send us your email address. Send you a shirt. Send us your email address. We'll give you a shirt. Um, just to circle back to Evil Dead 2013 <laughs> a little bit. I feel like we're we're pretty close to wrapping up. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We've touched on a lot of good bits. A lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I was reading too much until like the subversion of like she's the deadite and like all of her friends are like forcing her to be there. Yeah. And like I that works I think really well as a uh you know, the theme for her overcoming addiction by being cold turkey and everything. Mm-hmm. Um But it's also like if anyone's like yeah, I definitely was reading. I think I was a little bored at this point. I was reading too much into it. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, oh, like, you know, if anybody's like slightly off, they kinda like I don't know, because like Deadite is like a, it's like a, uh, it's thematic for her being addicted, but it's also for her being like different than everyone else a little mm. bit. Yes, yeah. yeah. So it's like they want for or they they consider her a monster or something, right? Or, yeah. yeah. So it's like, or maybe she perceives them considering her as a monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something there's like just a lot of psychological stuff. You could read it into so many different ways. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of different things where it's like, oh, like you know, like society wants you to conform at, at a certain extent. Um, so that you can be a part of pro- like a functioning member of society, mm-hmm. you know, and like that's what her friends are doing. But at the same time, she has a heroin addiction and that's yeah. very bad for you. So I'm mm-hmm. not being like, let her do <laughs> heroin. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, no, I was just a little bored at this point in the movie, yeah. I think. So I'm just overthinking this. But. No, I think the one thing I do enjoy sort of I, I did appreciate about that setup was it gave a reason to sort of like, OK, well, because she starts exhibiting all these things, they don't immediately think that, like, you know, like, maybe, like, she's, like, because kind of, yeah, they established early on, she's like, yeah, she's mm-hmm. just trying to find some way to sort of, like, get out or kind of, like, you know, like, try to, like, worm her way out or whatever, like, yeah. with everything going on. And it's a good incentive to keep them all there when things finally do sort of hit the fan and they right. realize that, like, things are going sideways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you can kind of, like, go, like, sort of, like, the addiction route for as far as you can. And I think at a certain point it stops because at the end of the day, just for like the nature of what the movie is, like you can read into a good chunk of it or whatever, but this is not like the kind of movie where like you kind of have it a little bit more. Although well, you could read the end of she's literally murdering her addiction. She's killing yeah. her inner demon yeah. and that's, and that's it. That's and then the when the end. sun yeah. comes out or whatever, that's sort of like the, the, the actual just sort of like rebirth and her yeah. just like coming out of it. Yeah, basically. She yeah. conquered all of like either her, her, her brother's new girlfriend's judgmentalness mm-hmm. of her. Probably she's so pretty and she yeah. probably thinks of herself as ugly. Her high-functioning, high-member-of-society nurse and her boyfriend who are, like, functioning, like, responsible people. Mm-hmm. 
And then her boyfriend who actively, or not boy, her brother who actively left her alone with her right. maybe abusive mother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of has to work through the deaths of all those people and then moving on to <laughs> recovery. And there we go. We did it. Or she killed them all and became a better person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got them all. Column A, column B. <laughs> little column A, little column B. What are you going to do? Hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's really a good point, Connery. Thank you. Sure. Mm. I'm um, insightful briefly. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be condescending to yourself. <laughs> You're right. I have to fight my inner deadite now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's like, so she doesn't have control because she's a deadite. She has no like... Um, like authority over her herself, she has no agency mm-hmm. over herself. But also because her friends are like forcing her to be there in some way. Yeah. So it's well, just I also think that like that's kind of like what lends itself like the most to sort of like um this specific subgenre of horror films, which is yeah. like it's a possession film. Mm-hmm. And right. I feel like the major terror that comes from like you know those kinds of movies is there's an established order around the world of like everything that's going on, and then of course there's this demonic possession that ends up happening. So it's like. You know, even if you kind of like take out like some of the more religious aspects of it, obviously, whatever, like what you have is you have like this like malevolent force or whatever that takes complete control or possession of like a person or whatever. And then the real terror from that comes not only from the fact that you can't explain or can't really fight this evil, but you're also helpless to whatever is going on to this person that's being affected. by. Yeah, I feel like that's the major reason why The Exorcist still holds up all these years. Mm -hmm. Like the effects are amazing. The terror is like actually like horrible, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also just like it's a little girl going through all of this, and it's just the sheer terror of that, and just like yeah. the fact that like she's going through it. Yeah, it's and feeling think, utterly helpless. Like you can't really do anything about mm-hmm. this. And mm-hmm. I think that's one like, especially this one. I think more than some of the other movies, I feel like kind of like goes in on that a little bit more because of like the themes of addiction it tries mm-hmm. to like rope into it. Where again, Mia is helpless to sort of like try to get through it. She's struggling a lot. She's clearly like kind of like having and exhibiting all these systems and wants to leave. And then when things really do sort of like hit the fan and she has an actual reason to leave, at, it's sort of like one of those things where it's sort of been gaslit so much whatever from like just like the people around or whatever. Like she's helpless to that. So she can't mm-hmm. leave. She has the most terrified exper- expression on her face. I, I think I've seen in like any kind of a performance in like a movie like yeah. when she's like telling her brother that she thinks there's something in the room with them yeah right then oh, and she then. was so scary in that moment I yeah was, i was like yikes <laughs> such a great actress yeah. that's, that's one other thing i can't like just like, knock on more of it's like jane levy was a fantastic like just character throughout like mm-hmm. for just the bits of her as like just mia as a person but then also just like the demonic bits like just yeah. to be able to jump yeah. back and forth you have to that. play like, both yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, she was in Don't Breathe too. She's really good in that. Yeah. Um, she hasn't been in as much stuff. I feel like as like a TV a stuff. Role. I think mostly. Oh yeah. But, like, she okay. hasn't really kind of like done like a lot of like the bigger, you know, which is unfortunate because she's amazing. Yeah, yeah she's, she's really good. And it's it's like the whole. Uh, I mean, it, to a different degree or a different style, like Bruce Campbell. You know, like all the physical acting, but also mm-hmm. he like <laughs> is good Ash and evil Ash. Yeah. And, like <laughs> he's good Ash and like the <laughs> the um, Dead Eye Ash. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like. In Army of Darkness and stuff too, so it's like I don't know this 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 franchise gives people an opportunity to like if you're an actor, it's probably so interesting like and like, like fun if you're that kind of actor. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I guess originally Lily Collins was cast in this. Oh, um, okay, Emily in Paris herself. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, but she dropped out at some point. I'm like, oh, I don't know why, but like I could see how like both maybe like her career isn't really like a horror career. You know, cut your tongue in half. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I could see why someone wouldn't want to do it. But, like, at the same time, it's, yeah, it's not for everyone. Well, I think especially for, like, movies like this, wherever, like, you look, you listen to, like, some of the stuff that, like, uh, I think it was either, like, 
Sam Raimi or like Bruce Campbell, like once the, like the cast was like secured, like kind of like told him like, guys, we're going to run you through this. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to be miserable. We're going to be shooting yeah. out in like cold, cold night or whatever. It's going to be long, long hours. You're going to be mm-hmm. going through all of this. You're going to be covered in so much like prosthetics and like goop, goop like goop and stuff like that. <laughs> that it's just going to be unsettling or whatever. So I feel like, especially for movies like this, you have to have like a sort of like mentality of just sort of being like, yeah, this is going to be uh, very messy. Yeah. Hours for this are going to be a lot. Of, like, you have to really either appreciate the genre or really appreciate the people that you're working with yeah, for stuff like this. A certain amount of positivity really mm-hmm. has to be involved. Because movies like this, they could probably be the most fun to make, but they could also be the most difficult to make just mm-hmm. because of how much work gets put into it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, a, yeah, a lot of horror movies and, like, just in general, I guess, is genre like it requires a lot of physicality. Mm-hmm. Um, you're either sprinting everywhere or you're covered in gross stuff. Like, because I do think, like, at this point, like, I don't know if horror is becoming more mainstream. It kind of feels like more. It's coming more back. People. It's coming back, I think, a little yeah. bit more now. Because I just think of, like, oh, like, Brad Pitt hasn't been in, like, a straight up horror movie. Like, you know, like, they, like the A list, A list people have mm-hmm. not been in, like, but then in a lot of horror movies are like, it's a budget thing mm-hmm. and stuff, too. But mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm just wondering if there's a day when, like, someone who's already, like... Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> yeah, when's, <laughs> when's Jennifer Aniston going to be in the, the Babadook 2? <laughs> the Babadook. The Babadook. The Babadook. Babadook you too. Baba, look who's tooken <laughs> now. <laughs> in which way, but took. Vic, do you have any, like, final thoughts yeah. on this movie? Um, again, uh, if you do decide to go into this franchise, there's going to be a lot of stuff that you might absolutely love about it. There's going to be some stuff that's going to be really hard to sit through. But overall, uh, it's a franchise where you can kind of shut your brain off and kind of just enjoy it for what it is. And you should have a great time. Like it's it's not a very deeply thought out vehicle for horror and stuff like that in terms of like compared to like other movies or sort of like you can kind of like sit down and watch like some of like the last Halloween trilogy and kind of like muse and ponder on that a little bit more or something like that like whatever like it's not a very thoughtful sort of like thing you can kind of just like sit down and kind of like if it is your cup of tea enjoy it if it's not i mean i don't know why you're watching those kind of like (laughs) horrifying gore films in the first place like you can watch something else that's a little bit more palatable Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i mean overall i thought this one was a pretty decent uh addition to the franchise uh breath of fresh air in the regard that like you know, it's an opportunity to say, like, it doesn't have to have Bruce Campbell. It doesn't have to have all the other stuff whatever for it. Like, you can kind of, like, swim from that or whatever. And I think it's a good opportunity to think, like, if they continue to make more movies like this, uh, it's a good opportunity for new filmmakers to go in, uh, newer, lesser-known actors, whoever, that, like, are kind of, like, kind of like breaking in and kind of, like, expanding a little bit more. Like, this is a great opportunity yeah. for them. Like, it's it's a lot of fun. Nice. Connor, what do you, what's your final thoughts? Uh, my final thoughts are, I think this movie's kind of icky. Um, <laughs> Very. I like talking about it, as always, with, with you guys. It's always yeah. so much fun to just, like, talk these things through and stuff. Um, I don't think it rates that high for me, unfortunately, yeah. on, like, the Evil Dead scale right now. I, th- I think it's right there at the bottom, but not for being, uh, what's it called, um, bad? Mm-hmm. But... It just grosses me out a lot until like the very end where there's I'm like, not as much like, of a okay. rewatchability factor with this. Yeah, like I probably other... never watch yeah. this movie ever again. <laughs> yeah, <honesty>. for sure. <laughs> what about you, Tyler? Victor, you had like a, a a lot of really good points that I like want to talk about more, but we need to wrap it up. <laughs> the so extended the extended scenes, uh, the yeah. extended edition of this. Yeah. 
but well, well, that too. It's just like uh, I, I would want to watch this again. Like whenever there's like an extended cut of something, mm-hmm. you know, the <clears throat> more movies I've seen, and just the older I get too, it's like I realize that theatrical cuts kind of exist for a reason for the for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like I usually they are like better form fitting for a theatrical release <laughs> and everything. Uh, I would say like Lord of the Rings is one of those exceptions. Yep. But I, this is one of the movies in a long time that I've really wanted to see, like the stuff that they cut, like mm-hmm. put back into the movie. So I definitely want to go back and explore this movie at some point. Maybe I'll skip ahead past the first <laughs> act. But I think, like, like, like I like Fade Alvarez as a uh, as a filmmaker. I like the style of this and tone and everything. I just um, there's certain parts that we talked about, obviously, yeah. that um, I think could, definitely could have been like excised and like other parts could have been put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's the same thing for me, Connor. It's like I really enjoyed talking about this mm-hmm. movie, and like even while watching it, and like right after, just thinking about it and like digesting it more mm-hmm. so than I was like, that's a great film. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do think it's like a really good debut, definitely like feature film debut for mm-hmm. like a filmmaker, mm-hmm. um, which is a, a debut of a remake of a debut. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it just made. I'm still gonna be thinking about it after recording this. <laughs> So yeah, um, worth the watch for sure. But like we said, it's uh, you know it's hard <laughs> yeah. at your own yeah. discretion. Yeah. yeah, those are our final thoughts on Evil Dead 2013. Woo! Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening, Victor <laughs> Guzman. Thank you so much for joining us. Today. Yes, of course. Pleasure as always. Happy to be here, man. Do you have anything to plug before we go? My handle on Instagram. Uh, Twitter X. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Zitter, I think. The Kaiju like. Sleeps yeah. is my uh, handle there. So go ahead and handle. look me up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just also keep watching horror films. Uh, it's a large genre, people. Like, you can kind of just like go. Like, it's Baskin Robbins, basically, for film. Like, just yeah. you're going to find something you're going to enjoy. <laughs> just kind of like keep dipping your waters in a little True bit. True Blue 31 flavors. Yeah. For sure. 31,000 flavors. <laughs> so many flavors. <laughs> And only half of them taste like blood. Connery, what do you have to plug? <laughs> um, I'll plug something different this time. Uh, me and Victor were recently hey, on Jacob's show. We were, uh, yes. The, well, it's, it's the Pencil in the Stone, I believe is what it's called. Yes. Yes, Pencil in the Stone podcast. We both did uh, horror short narratives. That we did. I feel like uh, apparently are getting quite the hits on, <laughs> on, on the episode. I nice. hope so. Like I, I can't, like Jacob gave me an assignment. I like to think I, I fulfilled the assignment. Yeah, apparently yeah. we both did a very good job. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I highly recommend you listen to that. Me and Victor tell some good spooky stories mm-hmm. along with a whole bunch of other guests. Lupe's on it. Um, Jacob has his own separate episode, a good long 50-minute <laughs> Very minute long 50-minute one. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also really fun. Very much more fun horror playing yeah. on motifs. And uh, his girlfriend, Janine, has one in it as well that I actually haven't listened to yet. But yeah. apparently it's really, really good. It has that small town spooky vibes that I like. It's got a lot of love for Long Beach, which is great. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's fun. There you go. Great. That's why I plugged. Tell what you have to plug. Put it in the links. Yeah. Um, <laughs> follow me on social medias at Tammy Vice on Instagram and zitter or whatever it's called now (laughs) even though i think last episode or two episodes ago i said someone please get me off of here (laughs) you want freedom (laughs) is thread still a thing maybe i don't know tyler likes posting the 
zitter ads on or zitter links on to our facebook messenger and they just literally actively don't work i just sent connery a video of chet hanks singing something in the way while playing guitar he's like it's tom hanks son i was like i know who it is okay not everyone knows that tom hanks's son chet hanks is a weirdo who speaks jamaican like yeah I know. oh boy speaks in a patois accent even yeah. though he's very definitely not what you would think tom hanks's son looks like. i'm sure most people would like to forget a lot of that if they knew it beforehand but probably tom's <laughs> probably colin mm-hmm. um, tom hanks was singing too <laughs> <laughs> that would be so good wow i need to does he have a cameo i gotta ask him to do that should i just all right, that's my neck. Oh, uh, God, we got to get out of here. Yeah, let's leave. Before I pay everybody on Cameo to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, follow us at Franchise Pod on all social medias. Email us at thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com for any comments, questions, any uh, pod, er, pff, any franchise you want us to, to cover, any Evil Dead uh, stories that you have, any notes that we may have missed. Ooh, I did have one. My, my nice. One last thing one last th- on one here on my production time. notes. If you take the first letters of the main characters, David, Eric, Mia, Olivia, and Natalie, the letters spell out demon. Oh, oh my God. They do. That's pretty cool. Classic <gasps> IMDb trivia. Nice. <laughs> it really is. Two of seven. Find this interesting. <laughs> <laughs> is that really what it said? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're the seven. There's the four. Well, no, there's five of us here, I guess. Well, the dogs are gone now. Yeah, the dogs are gone. The stinky yeah. fart cloud dog is gone. The cloud <laughs> yeah, remains. Though. Yeah, the, stin- the, <laughs> the cloud stink- remains. The stink stays. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the stink remains the same. <laughs> the stink. Um, free us, Tyler. I know. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to exit my mortal coil right now. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please like, share, subscribe. Give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to Martin Ganey for our artwork and Nick for work up our music (laughs) and until next time feast on this motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) bye everyone bye